because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. Poor Spotty. Eddie. While your father has been making a fiasco of this, your loving grandfather has composed a lost and found ad for the paper. Grandpa, that's a wonderful idea. Lost, family pet, green with yellow scales. <laughs> Friendly, affectionate, answers to the name of Spotty. A breathes fire when hungry, has that lack scar on left shoulder. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another amazing one of a kind genre defining. Oh boy, it's not quite 24 minutes, so let's just do a bunch of meandering episode of the Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun everything in existence. We're down to breathing and a 60 year old sitcom about a Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek and I am a monster hunter. Joining me at the monster-headed sectional of monsterism is the one and only Shun DMC himself, Keith. Breathe. Um, this is KG, Shun DMC, Monster Hunter Extraordinaire. Okay. That's all I can do, breathe, and then well, watch the monsters. Talk a little bit. And the, the not as literal one, but pretty darn close at the end of the sectional, <laughs> is the master of disaster, the Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Hey, hey, it's me. Yep, I, I breathe. I live monsters, and I um, only speak monsters when spoken to. Nice. Look, cool. I got to be literal, because Terry's over there with his little notebook again, taking down oh, yeah. know, details. Listing your transgressions, yeah. yes. I'm more metaphorical about it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yes. He's got a metaphorical notebook. Uh-huh. That, that's another list I've been keeping track of. <laughs> All right. Well, we're here. Season two, episode 13, <laughs> Underground Monster. Before yep. we can do anything of it, any importance. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. Great. Yeah, doing good. You know, just tending. I, too, am tending to a battle X scar of my own <laughs> and the shoulder. Uh, yes. You know, raiders come to the cove every once in a while. So somebody's got to fend them off. This week it was me. So. I'm gl- I'm glad you had raider duty this week. Yeah, it's we we all we cycle through it, but yeah, yeah. got lucky this time. My last raider duty was pretty light. I only had to burn six or seven corpses. Uh, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. So, somehow they got wind of my weakness of silver. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Terry is a sucker for silver. You come up with like uh, some old coins or some. Oh service, yeah, he's just like, oh, is that silver? And he just like mm-hmm. looks mm-hmm. at it and polishes it and. Oh, just yeah. love silver. They like they throw it into the sand, and I have to go rushing over to grab it, <laughs> yes. pick it up. I can't resist. My my last Raider duty, David Carr came through. We played some Madden. It was great. I don't know. Oh, I never have trouble David with that. Carr isn't even on the Raiders anymore. He was my last time I I, I had Raider duty. Three. Wow, months that's ago? the last time you did Raider duty. Oh, geez. I thought that, I thought every that, other week. I thought that's what it was supposed to be. Oh, okay. so for like. Every third week for the last two and a half months, there's been nobody on Raider duty. Oh, Keith. Well, no, I, uh, David Carr keeps showing up. He's not a Raider, though. Yeah, but oh. he's trying, he's trying to do something. Never mind. I, 
No, I had I had a swap meet to go to. Okay, so I put him in charge. <laughs> so David Carr's been out there on Raider duty for us. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. He's a good guy. Yeah. It does explain a lot. There's good. That's where all my missing socks are going. David Carr's got that look. I don't know how to explain mm. it. I just <laughs> like I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. He, you think he, he'd scare him off, or you think he'd like be inviting towards him? I don't know. I think he'd scare him off. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. He's, I don't know. I can't explain it. Or you think he'd relate to them? He's like, ah, a raider. I used to be one myself. Yeah, I used to be a raider myself. Now I'm a yeah, I just come on in. I know how hard it can be. And then <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe that happens. I don't know anymore. I guess since he showed up, I didn't take it too seriously after that. It's like, oh, this isn't as bad as Derek and Terry make it sound. But yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah I'm coming in with that missing leg and, you know, just. This is everyday work week. But... Yeah, I'm I'm out there swashbuckling every other every third weekend, swinging from vines, you know, sword fighting, sword fighting, oh, yeah. killing marauders and burning uh-huh. corpses on the beach. At least well, I assume the marauders. Them. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, why else would they come? <laughs> to save the whales or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's not talk about our whale exploits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> save the whales. What are you getting at? chop off their head yeah. that's what i do <laughs> all right we're very defensive about that yeah. <laughs> yes speaking of giant creatures and chopping off heads we need to talk about uh season two episode 13 underground monster i guess there's no chopping off heads mm. yeah we haven't seen that yet although they've talked have they, they've mentioned it but when their uncle or whatever it's like mm, that's true got or does he just hung himself that's he just hangs, he, he just gets hung <laughs> That's I think great. all of the decapitation and murder happens off screen. Mm. Mm. Very Six tastefully. Un- unfortunately. Yes. Tastefully tastefully done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what we should do then, Terry, you and I, we need to recline because Keith is going to mm-hmm. hop up there and walk up to the mantle and grab that step, volume two, volume two of the Monster Hunters Almanac. And he's going to read to us, I don't know, numerology, mm-hmm. timeline specifics. All the important birthdays that we need to know in this week's Monster Hunters Factoid Factoid Tidbit Song Volume 2 of the Week. All right, I am going to try and make this um, quick, but I got a lot of information to go through. Oh, uh, because um, the last episode that we covered was on uh, December 2nd, 1965. This episode is on December 16th, 1965. Yeah, the Monster Hunters Week off. Yeah. Why? Do we know why? Mm. Why would they not be on December 9th, I wonder? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, probably some other kind of... Oh! Yeah, well, no, this wasn't on CBS. This was on NBC, wasn't it? Um, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know why they weren't. Just taking a break, you know. They're only human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got tired, burnt out. <laughs> yeah. I can uh, relate. So I I did kind of pull together a few things uh, as far as news uh, type things for December fifth all the way through the eighteenth, not just um, oh yeah not just the uh, the the one week. So they skipped a week. So I got information kind of covering like the two week uh, time span because there is something important that did happen during okay. that week, and will give us a reason why Monster skipped a week. Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah, that's uh, uh, you're on edge of your seat, there, Terry. I can tell. All right, December 16th, 1965 was Thursday, the 350th day of the year in 1965, the 50th Thursday of that year, and there's 208 days until this episode turns 58. Last Thursday of that year. uh, No, there's one more. 
Oh. All right. There should be one more. 23rd, right? And then the third. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's two. So take that. Ha. Break down your transgressions, buddy. Um, (sighs) There's 208 days (laughs) from the time of our recording until this episode turns 58. It has been 20,976 days since this episode did air, and we decided to talk about it. Yeah. All right. So this is why um, he's the master of time. I should never have tried to jump in. He's a time lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on December 5th, so I said we can cover the 5th through the 18th. December 5th, Brunswick Records releases My Generation debut album by the British rock group The Who in the UK oh, and Australia. But on the 5th, that was two weeks ago. It's the 5th through the 18th. Did I take a but week the off? So been the doing... last one, right? No, the last one was on. Would have been the 9th. No. The week that we skipped they were off... been the 9th. Yes, but the week before that. We, re- we recovered that episode. Oh, but was this the episode where. It goes, it goes, no, no, it's, so the last episode was on December 2nd. That's a Thursday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I start over brand new. Oh, beginning of the week on the fifth. I don't, we're like 12, 13 episodes into this. You hadn't figured that out yet. Okay. Excellent. On, I'm uh, tell you right now, this is why, can, this is why you can roll that up real tight and shove it up where the sun don't shine, <laughs> shine teeth because there's literally been two weeks off in the Munster's calendar. Yes, and that's because I, on and December I understand. 9th, I understand. I understand. Second, I, well, right? I did. Say, I did say I was going to throw in things from two weeks worth of stuff. The I, only I thing know. that happened that was any real but interest during that I, first week. Just let me. When I glanced at it, I thought two weeks ago was the fifth. I apologize. <laughs> this is why keeps the time, Lord. We just we can't question him. I literally looked at it. I'm like, okay, there's, there's the ninth, and then there's the fifth, and then you're like on the fifth. I'm like, we already did the fifth. That was two weeks ago. I apologize. Right. It's only the third time loop that we've had this happen. Um, on now, why were the monsters off for a week? Well, because on December 9th, hmm. uh, CBS debuted a Charlie Brown Christmas. So, wow. So, they could have had this instead. Imagine the world where we got this instead. Yeah. I, why? I'm just surprised they just didn't do like a monsters Christmas special, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Why Charlie Brown? That guy? Come on. Yeah. Need some uh, fresh I, blood. Get Herman in there. I still watch this every year. Um, it's a, it's iconic, uh, Christmas uh, movie. I love it. It's great. I think I've seen this. Yeah. It's a, I don't really know what the plot is. I remember that little kid playing the piano. I remember them ice skating. I'm sure Snoopy uh, gets in his plane at some point. Yeah. I mean, they're trying, they're trying to, uh, let everyone know that Christmas isn't all just about commercialism and stuff like that. It really, the message really got through. Oh, okay. I remember yeah. the the like Halloween one way better with like the Great Pumpkin and everything. Yeah, that, that one's also a good one. Yes, and I got a rock. That's always been my favorite part about that. <laughs> he gets rocks to like a bunch of different places too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, now, a couple days later, Derek, uh, you'll enjoy this one. Chicago halfback Gail Sayers ties the NFL record for the most touchdowns in the game with six. Mm-hmm. A sixty-one twenty victory over the San Francisco Forty ers at Wrigley Field. I do, I do appreciate that fact. Thank you, Keith. Yeah. Later on uh, that day, the Beatles had their last concert in Great Britain, the Capitol Theater in Cardiff, Wales. Ever? The last ever? Yeah. I think really? it's the last one as the Beatles at that point. Yeah. Wow. The, yep. So the last one at that point or the last? Well, one I think ever? they broke up after that. In 65? Okay. You think they broke up? Yes. I feel like we were just talking about like their first album or something. Yes, I know. That seems very weird that this was. It says it was their last concert in Great Britain. 
Maybe they toured other places. They Maybe had they enough just, of Britain. They just stuck around in America. Never returned. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Met Yoko. It was all over. All right. Well, the um, Beatles broke up in 70. So. Well, I'd say never. They just never returned. Five years. They never went back to Britain. There you go. I don't know. Good say. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, a couple quick things that are connected. On uh, the 15th, Gemini launched making Rendezvous in Space with Gemini. Gemini 6 launched Rendezvousing in Space with Gemini 7. Uh, then it returned to Earth the very next day on 1216. We then launched Pioneer 6 in the solar orbit. And on the 18th, Frank Borman and Jim Lovell splashed down the Atlantic after just two weeks on Gemini 7 mission. That's pretty cool. It was on the 18th. So they sent 6 up to meet with 7? I guess. I guess maybe they had 6 up there before 7 and then they brought it back. 6 was afraid of 7. Mm-hmm. 7, 8, 9. Oh, yeah. I see. I mm-hmm. see. Yeah. Makes, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's where that came from, that phrase. All right. Now, yeah, uh, they, seven was up there. They sent eight. They sent nine. <laughs> they sent ten. All eaten. Seven. <laughs> so they sent six up there, yeah. even though he was afraid. He got over mm-hmm. it. Yeah, seven yeah. was like Unicron, just eating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, December 18th, that's when those two guys came crashing back, back down. Uh, speaking of uh, crashing, well, not crashing this time, uh, Kenneth LaBelle jumped 17 barrels on ice skates on that day. Huh? <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what? Um, Barrels were on ice skates. Barrel jumping was a big deal back in the 60s. (laughs) What? Yes. Uh, The current record is held by uh, YVON, Yvonne, Yvonne, Yvonne. Yep. Von Jolin Jr., who jumped 18 barrels, a distance of 27 feet, 8 inches. (laughs) What year was that? 1965? The end of 65? Except that no one cared. Uh, well, no, no, I'll, I can tell you exactly what it is. Um, the Canadian Barrel Jumping Federation went to the 1992 Winter Olympics to make a presentation on making an Olympic sport. Uh, however, Olympic officials, so afraid of the injuries, yes. they canceled the live demonstration because it appears to be a brutal sort of sport. Everyone seems to fall on their backside and get hurt. Um, yeah. In 1925, speed skater Ed Lamley, first known record for barrel jumping, cleared 14 barrels. Um, it didn't gain popularity until the 50s when the first barrel jumping world championships was held on ABC's Wild World of Sports. Hmm. Okay, hold on. So, is it mean jumping at once 14 barrels or like in a row? At well, one time. At yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Like Speed evil skate up jumping and, over buses. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Ed Lamley, who was born in 1891, he was known as the Red Demon. Uh, he was a uh, <laughs> speed skating reigning champion champion for indoors and out in 1908, 09, and 10. Uh, he's also a spectacular barrel jumper. Uh, he he set that record. Uh, let's see. Uh, he set that record at Sarnak Lake in New York in 1925. Um, in the 25. heyday. Yep. In the heyday of its sports popularity, uh, the kings of it were uh, keg hurdlers, the LaBelle brothers. Um, and that's where Ken LaBelle, uh, the mid, this is the mid late sixties was dominated by Ken LaBelle, North American indoor and outdoor speed skating champion, member of the 1963 world hockey team and a winner of three barrel championships. And he won, uh, in a very fierce, uh, battle in 1966 for the, uh, championship. Hmm. Did they use a ramp or do they just skate as fast as they can and, jump. and skate as fast as they can and jump. Apparently a lot of people land and fall and on the barrels. Yeah. Crash. So, yeah. So what's Breaking the ankles? Do they just stack up an, a moderate amount of barrels and hope they can clear it? Like, how do they like, 
Uh, yeah. Okay. They so the thing know I, that they can do fourteen, and then they do it, or do they set up um, a bunch. You, got, then... you get you get like three chances from the like the thing I was reading about it is so you get like three turns to try and like clear the jump. Okay. Um. Oh, so does it get like progressively harder? Like you get to do like more than yeah. I think like they probably start at like six or something like that, or whatever the standard amount that you okay. can do, and they keep adding kind of like um like pole vaulting or. Oh, okay. But they're not yeah. going up; they're going lengthwise. Yes, they're yeah, they're long. going so yeah, so like long jump. They keep gotcha. you know, but you're jumping over hmm. stuff. So yeah, but it's apparently a big thing. But I like the fact that the Olympic Committee was like, no, not a chance in hell. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah. let's let's talk about uh, adding um, uh, cornhole instead. So yeah, now yeah. when there was high jumping, right? There used yep. to be high jumping. People would run. And they would just like jump and leap over the pole. And then this, then that guy, Dick Fosbury came along. Yep. He's wow. like, let me show you how I know I, I can high jump. And everybody laughed at him. And then he was able to like eclipse the previous world record by feet. Right. And people were like, really? What? Yeah. Yes. And so then the Fosbury flop, you know, when people high jump, they do that leap and they kind of, they arch their back and they go back first over the bar. That's his yeah. jam. Right. Okay. Okay. Is there a, Barrel jumping equivalent of the Fosbury flop. Oh yeah, aim with your back. Who's you- the um, guy? Like they used to, they used to jump and they used to do it from like a standstill. I'm like, oh, I can get two barrels. Like, who's the guy that's like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get up to where I'm going like 40 miles an hour on ice skates. Uh, yeah, ice skates around boy. the rink like three times and then jumps. Yeah. Then they used to, yeah, just like standing there in their ice skates and jump one barrel and be like, oh, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> Oh, uh, hold on. Oh, we have an innovator in the world. Yeah, of yeah, jumping? actually. Yeah. Uh, Richard Winmark is probably the closest that he was inducted in the Northbrook Sports Hall of Fame in Chicago in 2012. Um, he started barrel that jumping. Recent? Yeah. Uh, in the 60s. Uh, so not only was he um, not only had he won two of these, but then eventually he put together um, a barrel jumping act called the Barrel Busters. Uh, ice skating <laughs> tour that went around kind of like maybe the Harlem Globetrotters, but with barrels. <laughs> wow. They jump, jump through fire, etc. They're all jumping over barrels. Just the same thing over and over again. What are some of the other Mo Mo and Shimp out there? What are some of the other Globetrotters? Curly, I remember him. Metal Arc Lemon. Metal Arc Lemon, yeah. and Some tall guy. So what what are the what are the bell jumping equipments? <laughs> oh uh, boy. Uh well Richard Winmark, um Jim Campbell, uh-huh. Chuck Burke. Uh-huh. Uh, they have fun Sounds names. like that. Yeah. No. And um, they have nicknames or anything? But... No, it doesn't sound like it. No. What is the like Fleetfoot Frank? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I think uh Canada's Red McCarthy is a professional ice hockey player. And uh, he's apparently, um, oh, he did pyramid style barrel jumping. jumping. So that was like not just length, but also height. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought they were like climb on top uh, of each other and try to jump. No, no, they they uh, looks like they did <laughs> a human pyramid all yes. skating at once and they all leap it. They looks like they did a little pyramid. bit of uh, looks like they did a little bit of of, of both. Anyway. That was I'd uh, hate going to be on. on the bottom, you know, of the oh, with God. all the skate, the skates with the blades. <laughs> you think people are standing on, in their skates on your shoulders? Yep. Oh boy, that'd be very painful. Well, you have to skate at once, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's terrible. All right. Uh, the number one song is, at this time was still Turn, Turn, Turn by the Birds. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Birthdays, regardless of year, 19, or 1775, Jane Austen. Oh, okay. hello. 1928, nice. Philip Dick. Philip K. Dick. Mm. Philip K. Dick? Yep. Mm. 1943, okay. Stephen Bochco. Oh, so we have Jane Austen, Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. We have Philip K. Dick do... Uh, Android stream of yep. electric sheep, yep. uh, and then we have uh, uh, what was there one Stephen Botchko? So that, that's that's like yeah. cop rock and Hill Street Blues. Yep, oh my god, this and is like only, the greatest birthday day ever. Well, that's only 1943. In 61, we have Shane Black, Bill Hicks, and Sam Robards. Which well, I'll be honest, Bill I, Hicks Sam, is a comedian. I don't know who Shane Black and Sam Robards are. Uh, Shane, Shane Black was Predator. in uh, The Predator and then he directed. Predator. Oh, okay. Iron Man, kiss, 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 bang, bang. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sam Robards is an actor who I can't believe that he's the same age as these guys because I think he looks very old. <laughs> okay. If it's the guy I'm thinking of, 1962, oh. Derek William Refrigerator Perry. Oh, he he, he may be uh, the rookie, but he's no dumb cookie. No, exactly. Oh, I like. I ate a lot of cookies though. He 1963, uh, Benjamin Bratt and James Mangold. Benjamin, uh, man, this birthday day is just out of control. Oh, we'll yeah. see. Uh, James Mangold, uh, the main reason that I was looking forward to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is because he was directing it. Because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed 310 to Yuma, Logan, and Ford v. Ferrari. But um, I wouldn't read any of the uh, early uh, opinions. No, I've, I'm trying not to. It doesn't <laughs> sound very good. And finally, in 19, uh, finally in 1964, um, Todd Glass and Billy Todd. Ripkin. Billy, I don't know who Todd Glass is. I know who Billy Ripkin is. Uh, Todd Glass, uh, comedian and podcast uh, extraordinaire, I guess. Todd Glass? I don't yeah. know. I know like a Philip Glass. Isn't that the composer guy? Or is that something yeah. else? Hmm. And what, was the, what was the guy from Unbreakable? Mr. Mr. Glass. Glass. Mr. Glass. Yeah. Oh, he's the best of the glasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Billy Ripkin, Cal Ripkin's brother. Uh, Second and, baseman, yeah, and and one of the greatest baseball cards ever because they had to reissue it because his, at the bottom of his baseball bat said "fuck you" <laughs> written on it, and Tops had taken a picture of it and forgot to. Nobody yep. looked. Nope, they had to redo the entire uh, card later on and like fix it. Yeah, that's like one of those things where they they somebody like posts a Black History Month tweet or something like that, and they're like. Oh, this went through a bunch of people and nobody caught this specific thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Maybe the people like were like, you know, this the first second person I was like, oh, well, if he thought it was cool, then it's probably cool. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, oh, if they thought it was cool, it's probably cool. Yeah. And I have a whole bunch of cards from the year that that one came out, but I do not have that one. I yeah. I think that was 1983 tops. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and now, uh, I don't know. Last few things here because I uh, don't want to go too long here, but. I um, don't know how I feel about this, but uh, you, uh, if you were in a previous life, oh, you're born oh yes, the, you were on the same day, you were a female. Wait, okay. In, in Everyone last... born on December 16th, 1965, yep. in a past life, was a woman. You were born somewhere around the territory of Spain in approximately uh, the year 1200. Okay. So all the women in Spain yep. have lived <laughs> on and, on and were born again. And your profession was either a seaman, a cook, or a carpenter. A seaman. <laughs> <laughs> but so you're a woman in in 
1400 1200 1200 and you were a seaman a seaman a cook or a carpenter or a carpenter i mean oh, maybe boy. carpenter yeah. back know. then i don't know how many seamen were women i mean I'm, they're very perfectly capable but i don't sure. know how that worked I don't you know, know. I don't know. <laughs> way, way to cover yourself there terry <laughs> uh, so every human being born on december 16th 1965 so yeah. let's say Let's say at the most conservative, the most conservative, like a thousand, five thousand people. Do you think would be born on any given day? I don't know. Uh, maybe I feel like there's a lot more, but maybe I'm wrong. This is a Google. Hold on a second here. How many people are born on any given day? Uh, three hundred eighty-five thousand. So three hundred eighty-five thousand babies. Uh-huh. Born mm-hmm. on December sixteenth, nineteen sixty-five, were also all born in Spain. <laughs> it's how, like, many, how many did you say? Three hundred eighty-five thousand. Yeah. Okay. So the thing I'm I'm looking at here is uh, it puts it at uh, three hundred nineteen, but it doesn't really matter at that point okay. when we have that many population. Uh, of it's Spain the equivalent of twelve hundred. It's the equivalent tw- of yeah. two hundred and twenty-two babies every minute. You got to think because like, you know how there's more people being born every day than there was back then. So like mm-hmm. what happens to the babies that are when it becomes more than what was there before? Like, I don't you know. know. What I'm saying like, where yeah. did those come from? Like, have we hit the limit? Maybe. But did you know that the most popular baby name uh, in the year 1965, Lisa and Michael? Hmm. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, hmm. Those are good ones. I like those. I have to yeah. believe that 385,000 has to be. Like almost the population of Spain <laughs> back in, in the 1200. Yeah, I could be wrong. I don't know. Uh, I don't really know uh, how the the population well, was distributed then. And you gotta think, you know, a third all of them women were all semen. born that yeah. day. Could you imagine? Just like, <laughs> just, now there couldn't be three hundred eighty-five thousand pregnant women in Spain. Uh, but so there's lots the other- of multiple births. Here's the and, other thing is is that I don't get is like this thing and not only does it give you that but it's like their first line is I don't know how you feel about this. I, don't <laughs> oh, I thought that, that was just you bringing no, that up. No, that's not my commentary. That's <laughs> what it's it says. I don't know how you feel about well, this. But you are a female, and you're last of the incarnation. And so yeah, it tells you that. So let me th- let's think about this. So in twelve hundreds, <laughs> does that mean? when they died they've just been like waiting in the other world for their chance to like come oh, back and it's just took, queued up they've been waiting that long till 1965 to finally come back maybe I, I and then they're just idea. stuck with whatever it doesn't matter you know male female whoever it just matters that as long as they're on that day they can get in and then if you missed your time then i guess you gotta wait another like hundreds of years yeah i don't even know how it works yeah it's you, amazing you stepped out of line to, uh, to go use the bathroom you <laughs> yeah back and you know? man, yeah. dang it hey buddy hold my spot okay yeah. <laughs> all right and then like uh, the birth door opens and everybody falls from the head <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like a parachute <laughs> the floor just yep. opens up everybody just starts falling mm-hmm. just soul after soul falling from oh, like the of, soul depot hey, where's bob Where, where's where's bob i even use the bathroom <laughs> don't worry <laughs> All oh, these little yeah. teardrops from heaven. Mm-hmm. All right, and, uh, falling pl- in Spain. Just to quickly uh, close us out, I'm not going to cover. We'll we'll cover um, Eddie next week. But uh, 12, 16, 1965, life path is four mm-hmm. growth, building, foundation. You're practical, down to earth, with strong ideas about right and wrong. Boom. Doubt it. <laughs>
let me slap this book back here. Mm-hmm. Dive so, into my seat. <sighs> recline. Yeah, let's just move on. I keep thinking about this. We're going to slowly descend. It's going to yeah. bug the absolute shit out of me for the next mm-hmm. 48 hours. I really need to know more about this, the logistics and everything. I will probably spend too much time looking up how many people were alive in Spain <laughs> in 1200. We need um, to get an expert on here that can explain this to us. <laughs> the wait, second Munster's guest was, ever. <laughs> wait a minute. I, was, I thought I was the almanac expert. I don't know. Well, we we need some sort of like Spanish genealogy expert to come on here and <laughs> explain why. Yeah, in the twelve hundreds, suddenly they're all coming back now. Well, they were coming back. Oh, they're all probably yeah. almost dead now. Yeah, uh, from twelve hundred. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> almost. almost. Yeah. Uh. Wow. What a journey. And now we're here down here in the Scuba X Dome. Uh-huh. Oh, quick! Let's run over to the the boat. So Captain carried carry holy cow i'm so just lost in this idea of all those babies. this idea is that's, that's almost its own podcast when the yes. monster hunters is over we're going to dive deep <laughs> into this and we're going to figure out what's going on oh, so captain terry take us out an additional 2.75 mm-hmm. miles into international waters so we can dive deep to the gates of hell for another skooma x x x <laughs> All right. This episode was directed by Don Richardson, uh, mm-hmm. a fresh face in mm-hmm. the Munster's I didn't machine. recognize the name at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's always fun. You don't get that very often. Although I feel like I've said that like the last three weeks. So hmm. mm. maybe we get it more often than I think. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel like it. it still feels like same old Munster's to me. Um, so this is his first and his last episode of the Munster's that he directed. Mm. Uh, but he was apparently very well known as an acting teacher. Oh, yeah. Uh, he pretty much did that up to his death. He was he had like a, a class that he did at UCLA, like four semesters per year. Mm-hmm. But, and I guess they were like so popular, they would sell out like weeks in advance. So I, I don't know how that works exactly. I guess I just they, they'd fill up, I guess it's the important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So that's pretty cool. People loved it. Uh, apparently, he was also very close friends with Ezra Stone, according to IMDb. So about uh, Emma Stone or Ezra Pound? Uh, he hated those two. Oh, um, god damn it! Really Emma Stone wasn't even born two. yet. And he oh, he, but he knew and he hated him. Yeah. So, so I'm guessing that like it was like the day to like film this episode in one take because they don't they don't redo things. And he got like some bad craft services, Ezra Stone did, and they and he had to like call. Oh, uh, he didn't just feel call, very good. Call, 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 yeah, call him, buddy. <laughs> Dude owes me a favor. He'll do one. He'll do one episode for us real quick. The Godfather I'll be back. for his kids. Just uh, call him up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, of course, you know, we all know Ezra Stone. He's a very famous Monsters director. Uh, I won't go into it, but of course. Right here, yeah. his father is a scientist, a chemist. Uh, a chemist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, um, I hear Tivis likes him. Tivis, no, big fan. Most uh, famously known for being Tivis. Mm-hmm. Or infamously known. Infamously yeah. known, yes. But uh, Don Richardson, he has an interesting quote on IMDb as well, I thought. Uh, he's basically talking about the Stanislavski method of acting. I think I said that right. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but this is where the actor, uh, like, it's believed that the actor must, like, experience what the character is experiencing. It must be able to, they must be able to relate to this and, like, parallel their real-life experiences with what the characters are going through. Um, well, Don, he doesn't believe in that. Uh, <laughs> 
He says acting is all about imagination. He believes in simplicity and that all good art is simple. Oh, okay. So he, he prefers yeah. the, the Gene Cousineau method. Oh, yes. The Gene Cousineau method. The true art of acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounded like what's that uh, method acting kind of sounded like that a little bit. The Stilovsky mm-hmm. method. Yeah. It's a picture. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Yep, Don Richardson says no to that. He says you don't need it. And he says all good art is simple, which I don't know if I agree with, but I mean, I guess maybe there's like, you know, like all, all good art, all simple. No, you know what? I don't know. That's a debate for another time. Maybe not simple to produce and to create, but like maybe um, uncomplicated in execution, right? <laughs> like maybe it's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. maybe for the artist, it's 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 maybe, you know, your artistry is what makes yes it you don't have to thing. go through the hoops like yeah. you don't have to go and experience this you just have to you know don't make it so hard on yourself you're good exactly just do it yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay okay yeah i like that you know what maybe i do agree wow <laughs> yeah. I, or maybe he was just like any idiot can do this it's simple yeah. <laughs> and it's oh. great <laughs> uh, uh but we've got some writers for this episode that we've all heard before uh, Connelly, bob mosher yeah you know, we're not even gonna talk about them hardly. Of course, I will mention a few things. Um, <laughs> uh, everyone should recognize them. They're the two founding members of the Beaver Squad. They created Leave It to Beaver, and they're also a big part of the Monsters. They produce every episode, and that's all I'll say. Um, we got some guest stars. We got J. Edward McKinley as Mayor Handley, nice, and Warren Parker as Ted. Which so, one was Ted? Uh, I think his helper. That- was the mayor's helper, I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so J. Edward McKinley has 91 acting credits on IMDb from 1959 to 1986. We've actually seen him before in season one. He was the uh, country club monsters. He was in that one, and his name was Mr. Murdoch. I don't really remember. Oh, that was guy. he one of the guys at the table? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's probably one of like the the ones grandpa like interrupted or whatever. Yeah. The ones he's the guy all... who was always like, Oh, we shouldn't let people in that. You know, we can't just give away a membership yeah, type thing. It's too yeah. ethnic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his biggest credits were in uh, 10 episodes of Bewitched, where he played a different credit character almost every single time. Mm-hmm. Though he did come back for another. Ep- he had a character named Mr. Benson that was in two episodes. So maybe that was a hit. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> bring back Benson. That's what yep. all the critics said. The I just want to know, like back, back in, like back in the day, like, People are sitting there watching. Like somebody be like, "The third time we've seen this guy this season." Like, <laughs> like well, he's not even the same guy. He's not the same character again. Like, what are they trying to pull over on us here? Right. Maybe that's the power of J. Edward McKinley. He's acting. He can blend <laughs> it in. Power. Oh man, he's a chameleon. Just Behold. blends right in. Behold, yes. As his skin melts and shifts into new. His <laughs> <laughs> clay face. Yeah. So he was in a movie called The Angry Red Planet, which explores the terrifying wonders of Mars. Um, Love the sound of it. Yeah, apparently there are mile-high buildings, uh, giant spider creatures that have bat heads, um, uh-huh. sea beasts, of course, with tentacles, and a, a couple man-devouring plants, it seems. So all these horrible things. I know NASA really wants to go to Mars or whatever, but you know, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. It seems a little sketchy, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean... It's already angry, according to the title. So seems like know. the equivalent of Australia with all their snakes and spiders. Yeah. Oh yeah, like in the planet realm, Mars mm-hmm. is definitely Australia. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, and if they are gonna go, 
I guess they need like calming things to like relax the planet. So I don't know. Um, maybe like a 10 hour long, like Minecraft chill music playlist. Calm the angry planet <laughs> down. I might, I might know somebody who can help you out with that. Uh, <laughs> we'll send Keith up there. He's got it. Uh, Warren Parker. He has 71 acting credits on IMDb from 1948 to 1978. He didn't really have a lot of like reoccurring credits on TV shows, but he did do a few episodes of the Andy Griffith show. Uh, and he did four episodes of Have Gun, Will Travel. Nice. We've talked about this show. before. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yep. Where a guy has a gun and he travels around Old West. <laughs> yeah, as the title would really do you believe. He was in a short film called Alex and the Colorful Doo-Wop Lamp, hmm. which is apparently about a boy. He's got some insecurities. He finds a magic lamp with three genies inside. He kind of like experiments with these witches, wishes not the witches, the wishes to change himself, but he finds that being himself is the best way to go. Nice. So I tried to find any sort of clip or anything about this. I couldn't find anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so when I Googled the title, a site popped up uh, and it was called Netflixmovies.com. Uh, okay. And so from the Google, <laughs> yeah, so from the Google search, mm-hmm. it looked like I had like a 30 second trailer of it. Um, but when I clicked on the link, like it had the description that matched the IMDb synopsis, but uh-huh. it, it also had the, the the video on there was completely unrelated to this at all. It was called hastily made Cleveland tourism video. Okay. Uh, and it invites you to look at like all two of the buildings Cleveland has. It says, uh, <laughs> watch as people use pay phones. <laughs> uh, you can buy food prepared on the streets. Um, and gives you fun facts <laughs> like <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland leads the nation in drifters. Um, and also they uh, have a statue of Moses Cleveland, who, of course, invented Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really weird. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they had to do with the short film that uh, old Warren Parker was in. But, oh, well, it's kind of uh, fun, I guess. So it's amusing in its own way. It's a little weird, but that's all right. <laughs> Speaking of amusing and weird, uh, we've seen Satan. He's having a grand old time as always. You know, we've all caught up with him, so it's time to. Uh, I, grabbed our, I grabbed our mail. Oh yeah, perfect. Good. Yep, I've got some bills I need to pay. Uh, and well, he, he said he said you do, but oh uh, yeah, well Satan keeps track of all my time yet. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still got to. Uh, hmm, still got a lot to pay for. It seems. Uh, anyways, so let's. Uh, you know what? Let's go. Not fast, but let's go like uh, mid-paced towards the surface because, yeah, Satan's got that glint in his eye where he's like, mm, maybe I'll just take you a little bit early. Terry, did you say mid-paced? Uh, yeah, I did. Because you caught me in mid-paced. I was uh, eating glue. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <What>? Mid-paced? Oh. <laughs> Satan and I were down there. So uh, there's so many things I have to do to keep this planet you know, afloat. The planet, uh, yes. Oh, okay. The whole the whole world depends on us going down to the gates every, every week. <laughs> yeah, and if we don't, there's lots of stuff that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. Satan really enjoys like Elmer's glue, eats it. Oh, didn't they don't that. have it down there. They don't. Oh, have it yeah. Because as we well. know from the, the '90s cartoon, all horses go to heaven. So they can't <laughs> make their Elmer's glue. Yep. So I got to bring it down by the case. So you'd we see know, me. I yeah. bring a case of glue down every week. Every week. And, and of course, Elmer like, went to heaven as well. So yes. I can't get him. 
oh, you know, you got to eat some of this. I was like, all right. But if I, if I get in and on this pace now, Satan, I'm going to miss the end of Skuma and I got to get back up. So Satan and I are back up here in the Skuma X. Satan's been up. Oh, <laughs> special uh, guest Satan. Today. I'm going to shoo him out real fast before you guys yeah. get back because it's just, it's too much. Yeah, I'm sure he'll understand. Yeah, he, yeah. No, he gets it. He's like, oh, I get it. He's but, a pretty big personality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you get him on mic, you can't get him off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a slippery slope. Yeah, getting Satan on the podcast because yeah, very man, slippery slope. He really gets his claws into it. Yes, yeah, and then before you know it, we have a fourth monster hunter. Where it's like every <laughs> week. <sighs> yeah, but he's always talking about you know all the uh, the seven layers that he's going through. <laughs> yeah, what yeah we have Grandpa did to deserve it this week, and how he's gonna uh, yeah. He's like, see, him. see, you can see, you can see the. The stuff there in the in the intro, you can yeah. see my symbols there. It's all yep. over. He's a big fan of yeah Herman and Marilyn because they have the upside down cross. Yeah, but then we have to have like the extra opening like segment. What you oh, about? he's got his own the segment, almanac yeah. and the school and whatever yeah. Saint wants to do. We'd have to figure that out. And then, uh-huh. yeah. and he won't stick to the same thing every week. It's no. not good. Uh, it's like a variety. Yeah, and he always surprises us with it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to avoid that, I shoot him off. I said, you know. I'll bring you some glue the next week. And he said, thank you. His oh. mouth was all gummy with glue. <laughs> yeah, I can hardly uh, speak. Yeah. <laughs> but he's gone. You guys are free to come back because, well, oh, good. Uh, I mean, I hate to mix, you know, mediums, but I the prime rib is slathered in glue today. <laughs> I didn't do anything oh. special. <laughs> it's, just, it's just glue covered. Sticky. It's still, it's still mm. wet. You know, that's what he was. He was upset about having uh, to go. So he's like, fine. Yeah. Uh-huh. So help yourself to some yeah. prime rib covered in glue. Um, it's a delicacy and, in and hell. Glitter. So yeah. when in Rome, oh, glue and um, glitter and glass. It's all glitters there. on there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Glass. Yeah. All yeah. the perfect ingredients. Well, yeah. so, ter- Terry, I, I hid some of that chapstick over here. If you need a couple <laughs> of <laughs> I just, yeah. Yeah. No. I rolled the prime rib and glue and glass. What is it? What, what movie is that from Keith? <sighs> There's the fighter where they rolled their they they read their hands and gauze oh, yeah. glass. What is that? Oh, that's a Van Dam. That's um uh Bloodsport. Yeah, maybe that's what yeah. I did with the prime rib. That's yeah, yeah. Bloodsport's <laughs> great. I rolled the prime rib and glue. That's like glass. overtime. In, that was like overtime in the Kumite. It was uh putting their hands in the in the glass and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't mind the giant plant behind me that I'm casually. No, you know, it's either that. It's either that or Kickboxer, but both Van Damme movies. Mm, which one was? It? They both have very similar plots. He does. Big he does tournament. Their does best friend gets murdered yeah. or something. Yeah, or horribly hurts, and then the brother gets happens. killed multiple times. He does the splits. He eventually brother somebody. gets killed multiple times. Well, once in in Bloodsport, the brother oh. dies, <laughs> and like, then per movie, no, like, oh then, my brother's uh, dead. No, brother, I'm back. back. And he gets killed again right in front of him. <laughs> no, not again. Uh, the, the main difference is in Bloodsport, he hangs out with uh, Ogre from Revenge yeah. of the Nerds. Nerds. Kickboxer, there's a really long extended dance sequence. Yeah. Oh, there is. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's very bad. Uh, he's I was once on an elevator with Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> oh, I was hoping it was Van Damme. I think no, it was like Van Damme, too. No, and, and I he turned had a foot him. on each side, each wall of the elevator. He was holding the doors open. He himself. was doing splits. <laughs> yep. Remember when they, they had those Capital One commercials with like all like the Viking guys or whatever? Mm-hmm. And and he was one of them. 
And Van Damme was? Ogre. No, Ogre was. Oh. And for some reason, he was at an event that I was at. Oh. And you say hi? <laughs> well, <laughs> I did. Were you opening a checking and, account at Capital One? No, but I looked over oh. him. I'm like, I looked at him. I'm like, like you're Ogre, aren't you? And he goes, yep. And and I was so mad. I I after he <laughs> left, I was like, <laughs> that's it, son like, of a bitch. No, I was so mad because oh, after he left, I was like, oh, I should have been like, dude, Bloodsport, awesome. Yeah, I should have like, brought Bloodsport. Yeah, it's supposed to Revenge of the Earth. So yeah, yeah. I thought you were pissed that he was Ogre. No, I was. I was <laughs> no, I was like, oh my gosh, Ogre from Revenge of the Earth is awesome. And and but I'm upset though that I did not bring up Bloodsport instead. Is his yes. name Ogre or did no you call him Ogre? I have no idea. Was really go, hey Ogre. <laughs> I looked at him. I'm like, you're Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds, aren't you? He's like, yeah. Oh, I bet he's better than being Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> what was that guy's name? I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about, right? He was in Better Off Dead also. I think he had a very similar name. Yes, it's not. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing's better than this. Season 2, episode 13. Oh, yeah. Underground Monster. As Keith mentioned, this song bitch came out December 16th, mm-hmm. 1965, after a one-week break from mm-hmm. being aired. Uh, the palate cleansing is what the uh, network did. <laughs> yeah, the world that. needed <laughs> What if... Now, I know it takes a long time to do animation, especially hand-drawn animation. But what if episode one of the Munsters came out 12 weeks ago? And they're like, holy fuck, we need something in place. This quick, uh, Charles Schultz, do you have something we can do? <laughs> He's like, well, I can make a Christmas cartoon in 11 mm-hmm. weeks if you give me 11 yeah, weeks. With a, just a, a or, plot kind of sort of that exists. Yeah. And or just, like they had a plan for the 23rd, but like, no, no, we got to. People need to have palate cleanser now. Charles, we need it early. Let's we go. need to break this. We need to break in our oh, it's too much. The show is the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the um, audience can't take it anymore. They watch it every week, yeah. pull their hair out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out like uh all the people that died at this time, you know, due to the monsters, what mm-hmm. they will be in a future life. Yeah, they'll be Probably born Spain. in like three thousand two hundred. <laughs> yeah, and they'll all be uh, the re- seamen and yeah. Milkers. Well, it wouldn't be Spain, right? So it'd be like the region of Snarecock, and uh, <laughs> yes, and, that place. That you and said. they are they are entities mm-hmm. of pure light and love, <laughs> or also, uh, uh, you know, beings of great maidens. destruction. Yeah. Oh, yeah, construction. Right. Yeah, <laughs> beings <laughs> of pure light and love, dish maidens, mm-hmm. and construction. Yeah. Um, one of the three. They dish yep. maidens. Yep. <laughs> dish maiden. Yeah. I hope I get that one. <laughs> yep. Uh so anyway, uh well, when I sat crisscross applesauce on the kitchen table, went back in time. Mm-hmm. I got this synopsis. Herman causes a major crisis when he cat when he chastises spot for tracking mud into the house. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, okay, I, I hate to derail us again, but Derek, whenever you go Chris Crash Applesauce, do you ever like get tempted to go back a few hundred years and like meet your past life in Spain? <laughs> My past life? Well, I don't know where it would be. I guess I'd have to look on Keith's website. I don't know how I feel about that. You, like, oh, God, I got to go back. I got to travel back now. Uh, can somebody what? tell me where all the semen are? Can somebody tell me where all the uh, cooks are? Are you suggesting I'm going back in time in search of semen, Keith? Because that sounds like a totally different tale. Well, no, you no, no, because you, because it gave you three different things you could have been. Oh, it's really well. You know what? You probably narrowed down because I can't imagine there'd be a lot of female semen at that time. So now that no, uh, they are capable of it, I'm just 
No, oh. no, they're hiding. Hey, everybody, where's the semen? And then you just get your. Oh, uh, now the people in Spain are just looking at you, shaking their head like another one of these guys. This oh, guy. boy. Mm-hmm. Anywho, Sorry. no, I've never gone back further. I've just crisscrossed applesauce back to 60s okay. um, for this. Um, Some secrets are better left unknown, I think. I mm-hmm. agree. I agree. And this one uh, gets a 7.2 on IMDb. Pretty low for most. Pretty monsters. low. Now, here's here's the most disturbing part of when I crisscrossed applesauce and went back in time. And I started watching it. And then there was. You got the real logo? Yes, I got. I crisscrossed applesauce right into a relatively modern version of the universal introduction in black and white. I can't explain it. I Except that happened for sat- just now of all times. Maybe somewhere back in time, they're like, I don't know where this episode is. So they just ripped it off of a DVD and <laughs> sent it back in time. Possibly. Po- I'm not suggesting that is what happened, but I'm mm. saying it's They probably possible. ripped it off our DVD that yep. yeah, we use. Hmm. Interesting. And, yeah. Now, this one opens a lot like the last one opened with Grandpa and Grandpa yes. in the dungeon, but with Herman, and it's like chaotic, mad scientist stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lightning. I can't. I can't tell if Herman is happy or scared. Like he like has a very strange look on his face. He's going bonkers though, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Grandpa's playing with dials, electricity. Herman is just like kind of bouncing in his seat. He's like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, like, like it's a, yeah. a strobe light going or something like that. Yeah, it's, he is doing that moan. He's like, hey, hey, <laughs> he's like doing the old Frankenstein thing. And it's like, yeah. I, that's what Frankenstein makes that noise when he gets mad and he's scared. You know, like I thought grandpa was like torturing him with lightning and stuff. Well, but, Herman suggests they're going to destroy them all. And he smashes a yes. table. <laughs> I'm like, what are they going to destroy? What's yeah. going on? They've snapped. They've snapped. They all have to go. The mayor, the city council, <laughs> even the dog catchers. There's chaos. Yep. And Gramps going to take care of it all with his latest invention. And then everything kind of mills out. And uh, it's uh, there's a curtain. Grandpa snaps his fingers and the curtain lifts. And there's like a, a wall with a bunch of buttons on it. Wires <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> My magic remote controlled voting machine. And I'm like, yep. holy fuck. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. So they're going to destroy democracies. What they're they're going to destroy democracy. Next Tuesday, Herman is voting against the whole ticket. And guess what? (laughs) Every time you cast a vote on Grandpa's machine, it'll cast a vote on every machine in the city. It won't be a landslide. It'll be an avalanche. (laughs) What are they doing? I'm like, oh, my God, this is what this episode is about. I am not here for it. Voter fraud. Yeah. (laughs) Voter fraud. Yes. Oh wow, they're getting their that yeah, this is a very interesting angle that they're yes. approaching this episode with that I'm very confused by. Meanwhile, Lily, some, some current yeah. presidential candidates have seen this episode now and are trying to figure things out. Yes, probably. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's a great grand conspiracy from the dungeon of one weird family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lily hollers down the dungeon for Herman to come up. Spot's been a bad boy in the living room. Herman and Grandpa reluctantly go up the stairs and then to find giant cutout spot footprints <laughs> glued to probably taped to the ground. Yep. And then we get the whole host. Oh, I was out playing the quicksand and he left the door open. Giant animal attracted mud. 
blah, blah, blah. Here's my first thought. These motherfuckers walk around blowing shit out of a vacuum cleaner and filling their garbage cans with trash. Yes. You think that this would be oh spot trying to help us out. They would like it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, this is one of those things that just can't decide like the world that they live in. The monsters, mm-hmm. they, they flick on a dime, you know? Mm-hmm. I Also, I think maybe it was one of the entries into the prop contest this week was just cut out. <laughs> Just a cut out, out paper. That's <laughs> possible. Mm-hmm. I don't think they won though, but no, I, they're no, pretty they good. Didn't. There's big uniform footprints that look like they're made out of cardboard, painted black, and then taped to the ground. Well, that's it. Her Herman's uh, spot's been a very bad dog or bad bad animal or whatever he says. I'm going bad boy. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm going to to he's basically says I'm going to discipline a dragon. I'm like, oh great. Marilyn's worried Spot might run away again if Herman is mean. So Herman walks over with a rolled up newspaper and he goes, naughty, naughty, naughty. And Herman, just in the most ever gently way, taps Spot on the back. Yes. And Spot runs off. <laughs> runs out the front door, smashes through the front door. Mm-hmm. And then we see him run out the gate. He about and, takes Herman out with him. Like mm-hmm. Herman gets tripped up on the tail. Yep. Yep. I don't know if that was like on purpose, like scripted or if that like the guys pulling the thing didn't realize that oh. Fred Gwynn was still standing there and started yeah. pulling him away. I'm going to say Fred their Gwynn manipulation. Improvising. That, yeah. The manipulation of that tale leads to all sorts of calamity later on. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so then they're all the monsters are all on the front porch. Uh, Grandpa, Wilp, you did it again, Herman. You broke your little boy's heart, which got a laugh. <laughs> like, can't, <laughs> can't audience laughs at that. Lily says, sometimes you act like a regular monster. They all go in, but wow. there's Herman on the yeah. front porch. Regular monsters are a pretty low bar joke for the monsters. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd rather have the old Frankenstein jokes than just calling blatantly calling him a monster. But I will <laughs> say I'm impressed that it took them uh, 45 episodes to get to it. <laughs> true. True. Herman goes, oh, shucks. I can't do anything right. He stomps. And then his stunt double appears. <laughs> and a light falls from the from the ceiling of the overhang of the porch, smashes the stunt double in the head, okay. pushing the uh, what's it called uh, uh, prosthetic forehead and head yeah. down past oh. the brow. I rewound it. Oh, this is weird. And I rewound I it. I took a screenshot of this it. because I'm like, well, this is clearly going to be our episode art. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I'm like, because he, he's not even the same color as Herman. He's a much darker color. Yeah, it is. It's such a like, it's such a weird thing because you notice it like even when it goes fast, like mm-hmm. normally you notice it immediately. Mm-hmm. It's not Fred Gwynn and he's hitting yes. the head, but then it cuts to Fred Gwynn and some st- other stuff starts falling and hitting Herman in the head. And that's it. We get the banger from there, which so. Like just a few weeks ago, he had a whole anvil hit his head, and it didn't even move. Didn't squish him, yeah. but a light falls down, and <laughs> now, just, if, yeah. you, if you remember when we did that anvil, it like it didn't come straight down. It looked like it was on a string and made out of paper. Yeah, it fell very slowly. <laughs> it <laughs> came down and then took a right turn in the midair and hit him in the head. Yep, yep. This All I'm light saying, came straight down. 
yeah this the head like the way it scrunches up like it like squishes <laughs> like latex yeah it's so weird it's so it creepy bad. looking yeah it looked yeah. really weird but you know if they made like an action figure variant of like herman but with like squished head <laughs> herman i totally buy it yeah but i'm like well this is clearly our episode art banger yes. come back from the banger lily is cooking flames are shooting out of the oven again which gets a laugh Yep, Eddie, hilarious every time. Yep, Eddie's moping at the table because Spot's been gone all day. He's got a piece of wood with like three nails coming out of it, <laughs> long nails. And he starts chewing on one and Lily's like, mm-hmm. says, stop biting your nails. So he spits it out and Grandpa says, oh, you're leaving the best part. He pulls the rest of the nail out. So this is like a really <laughs> rehashed joke. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now it's more confusing because like, Lily doesn't want Eddie to eat the nails, but Grandpa, it's totally fine yes. if Grandpa eats the nails. And why one? Why does she? Why does she care if he eats them or not? And why are those his nails? They're like in this weird <laughs> board. Mm-hmm. They're not organized. They're just like no. randomly placed in, pounded into a board. Uh-huh. It's strange. It seems like it's meant for him. I thought maybe because he was, she was like cooking a meal, so like not spoil the meal. Oh yeah, don't na- don't eat all nails. your nails and spoil your dinner now. Mm, it's like an appetizer mm. or snack. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Father's out whistling for him right now. And then we get Herman at the back door and he whistles and it sounds like a tugboat. Yep. It blows away some like trellis decorations. Mm-hmm. Herman goes in. He must not be in the neighborhood. And then we get the clip <laughs> where grandpa is like, I made this ad for the paper. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to utilize that paper to the best of their abilities. Yep. But wait, right after he says, I'm going to put mm-hmm. this ad in the paper, Marilyn runs in. Look what's in tonight's paper. I'm like, holy shit, it's the ad. <laughs> that, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, Grandpa's magic just makes, he's, as he writes the ad, it just shows up in the paper. That- <laughs> I'm like, holy cow, that ad's already in the paper? Oh. No. Headline, creature spy sighted in sewer, giant lizard seen by workmen. Oh, I'm like, holy mm. cow. They compared it to Loch Ness Monster. I'm like, oh, Spot's in the sewer. And then they say, could it be Spot? I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck do you think it is? <laughs> Could be anything, I guess. How, yeah. how many other like Loch Ness Monster esque creatures are running around in uh, in Mockingbird Heights? Well, Herman immediately dismisses it because Spot couldn't frighten anyone. Yeah. Well, we know there's like that one other guy who lives in the sewer that's like, Sadai. What's he Sadai. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah. So there's so, that guy, I guess. Maybe he looks like the Loch Ness monster. I don't know. <laughs> or yeah, and this is the first time I've seen him. But they're like picture on page three, and they open it up, and there's Spot's tail, like running through <laughs> Just a door his tail again. Yeah. Let's yeah. uh, get a candid shot. The mm-hmm. workman gets candid shot. Yeah, the city worker gets candid shot, and they're like, "Well, there he is. That's got to be him." Lily says something like, "Oh, he's always been shy about having his picture taken." Ha ha ha. Because we don't have the budget for the full all-out dragon. <laughs> yes. The Mockingbird Heights mayor thinks it's a hoax basically to embarrass him before the big election next week. I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst storyline ever. Eddie wants to go down tomorrow to pick up Eddie. I'm like, to the sewer? That's my first thought. You have to go down the sewer to pick him up. But Herman Mm -hmm. says, no, I can't go. I got a busy day at the parlor. And I'm thinking, (sighs) okay, so this has to be about the election, right? Herman doesn't want to go down because he hates the mayor. Oh, yeah, or something like that. That was my thought. But he also does like a weird thing where he gets up from the table and like looks outside the window like maybe somebody's (laughs) watching him. Yeah, or it's like he's got like he's scheming. He's got Mm -hmm. a plot in mind. 
he seems very reluctant to like go get spot yeah and it's like I, why he seems so I, concerned a moments ago yeah so i thought it was election based like or you you leave spot in the sewers until after the election yeah it's yeah, like see, the that's october surprise idea. or whatever right yeah like so maybe like he's like oh well maybe this will influence the election yeah if he doesn't like the mayor he's that's why maybe he's conflicted like oh mm-hmm. well, maybe we should let him stay down there because that's freaking the mayor out like yeah. but no that but i thought it was weird how he went over and like he's like i i gotta a lot of work down the parlor, but then he's looking yeah, out the window he, like, he is. He's <laughs> like, man, is it like, does mm-hmm. the mayor have somebody like watching him or something? Like, <laughs> is that why he doesn't like the mayor? There. Yeah. See like a little laser dot appear on her. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, or even like, you know, like he's got, uh, you know, maybe some private eyes or somebody like following Herman or something. Like, why does he, mm-hmm. what's he got against the mayor and the dog catcher of all people? Like in, in this thing, yeah. I don't know. It's, they all it's, gotta a, go. it's probably best. Somebody's keeping tabs on this, this like monster man. Like he, <laughs> yeah. he is getting into a lot of shenanigans. He was like assumed to be a Russian spy at one point. Like, yeah. we don't know a lot about this creature. Mm-hmm. It'd be great if Herman did some sort of hand signal. Uh, <laughs> and he saw a car <laughs> drive away or something like that. <laughs> He's got his own like network of people mm-hmm. working for him. Ooh, yeah, We can't go, but you know, what? we know who can go. The mm. least monster shove us all. Yes. Marilyn, she can go down to the city hall to get spot. I guess. I don't know what her intention is, but make sure you bring his leash. And there it is. There's the giant prop winner of the yep. week. Yep. Yep. And giant spike collar. Like spot isn't at the mayor's office. He's in the no. sewer. Can't you just go yes. get him? Yes. I don't understand why Marilyn has to go down to the mayor's office, but she's going to uh, bring the leash. Maybe because those people might know where they saw him. So she's not just walking aimlessly yeah. through the sewers. The sewers. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. but, but also, like, meanwhile, you got, like, you know, the one guy in the, you know, the, the props department. He's like, oh, man, I made these awesome, like, cut out spot footprints. It's going to be like, <laughs> yes, we got so cool. Yeah. This other guy comes in with, like, yeah, we'll check this shit out. I got it. Yeah. Check out this giant spike collar. Yeah. Herman warns Marilyn, we have a very inefficient city administration. <laughs> don't let them tie you up with a lot of red tape. Oh, I don't. Why is this an, a plot line? I don't know. This don't is so weird. No. Fade to City Hall. Apparently, there's two reporters here with a very attractive young woman. And the mayor says something like, I hope it's one of those citrus queens in a bathing suit. What the hell is a citrus queen? Uh, I assume like some sort yeah. of like, like California. Little, little Miss Grapefruit or something like that? <laughs> Well, I'm hoping not a little Miss <laughs> like Grapefruit, a like, a, like maybe a full-grown Miss Grapefruit. Oh, Miss Grapefruit? I don't yes, know. Grapefruit. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Um. Yeah, but he's like, and he pulls out his own mirror, and he's like checking yeah, he's to make sure everything's right. Like, do his hair or whatever. It's like, no, this is Miss Munster, and she claims the thing in the sewer is her pet. And the mayor's like, oh, I knew it was a plant. Everyone's out to make him look like a fool. Marilyn comes in with some reporters, and she has a giant suitcase. And Mayor's suspicious. Marilyn's like, oh, I'm here for my family pet. Like, the, I've been in the runaround all day. And he's like, I bet you have. He's pissed. The mayor's like, I am not for this at all. I think, like, she carries it fine. Mm-hmm. Like, she's carrying the, like, giant suitcase thing fine. And, like, the other guy comes over to, like, help her with it. He seems to be struggling trying to, like, carry yeah. the. Maybe. She's got yeah. monster strength. Maybe. She hoists it up on the table, and the mayor moves some little rinky-dink trophy out of the way. Opens up the case and pulls out giant uh, spots, giant spike collar, and the audience gasps. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. They're like, oh, 
like they couldn't believe what they're seeing. I'm like, you know what it was? <laughs> what the fuck are you so worried about? Um, because, yeah, it seems easy to believe. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, this is the audience. They know what's going on. The mayor, if he gasped, that'd be one thing. But he doesn't. Yes. He's like, oh, I, I assume that's your pet's collar. She's like, yeah. He's like, well, I don't have time for this fuck shit. Now get to stepping. <laughs> Marilyn is the security. That's yeah. what called security. Pretty much. They're like, kick these assholes out. I want them out of my office. Yeah. I want one of those citrus queens. Fade two. Give me a goddamn citrus queen. Give me a goddamn. I'm the fucking mayor. Give me a goddamn citrus. <laughs> she better be in a bathing suit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Fade yes. two. Yes. <laughs> Lily walking through. Maybe the we house. should get rid of this mayor now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. He's abusing the citrus mm-hmm. queen or his uh, access to him, at least. I hope he's not abusing yeah. him. Well, yeah. Her- Her- Herman's mad that he didn't win Miss Little Miss Citrus Queen at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Lily should have been Citrus Queen this year. Um, I don't even know what Transylvanian citrus looks like. Don't want to know. Blood oranges. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's good. Go. Nice pull. <laughs> nice pull. Lily walking through the house on a nightgown and a candle with a candle. Eddie is sitting at the base of the steps. Oh, what are you doing? I can't sleep. I'm so worried about Spot. Well, don't worry. Your grandfather and Herman, they've been your dad, father, have been out looking for him for Spot. And then Eddie rubs his eyes, and Marilyn says, Oh, you wouldn't want to have Woof Woof see you cry now, would you? And he goes, what do you think he's doing? And then we get a close-up of Woof Woof, and he's crying. Oh, God. Then, so creepy. It it is convulsing. Yes. It is pouring water out of his face. Oh. And I said, Oh, now this has to be our episode art, doesn't it? This like the fact that it's an extreme close-up of Wolf and it doesn't look anything like Wolf Wolf before. It looks like some grotesque It looks a bit morph. like a little leprechaun monster. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is what's weird because going through my head, I see every time I see Wolf Wolf now I go, oh, he's green in real life and he's this weird looking thing. But then but I was like, but that that image never really captured Wolf Wolf to me. And then yeah, I saw this, and I was like, oh, this is. I'm looking this at is what it. Wolf Wolf's got some like rotten teeth, and <laughs> is Wolf Wolf alive? <laughs> yeah, it's crying. It is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm. And so you think that the Etsy thing you found, Derek? You think it has like a, like a water pump that you can like mm. pour water in, and it starts crying? It better. Now I see why that one. Now I see why that one guy didn't want to kiss Wolf Wolf. (laughs) No. Oh God, no. Yeah, I would not want to touch that thing with a ten. But I guess when given the choice between kissing a possibly alive wolf doll (laughs) or tears running down his face, yeah, (laughs) a prepubescent boy, you go for the doll. (laughs) Fair enough. You know what? Yeah, that's a tough decision, (laughs) but yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know how old Wolf Wolf is. That's true. And from Woof Woof crying, we fade to Herman and Grandpa sneaking to the middle of the road. <laughs> I, don't know I, what I enjoyed doing. I enjoyed this for some reason. Like they're like, I don't, for some reason, the way Grandpa was like, like the way his cape was like set up and everything. Like, and he he's holding that little lantern out. I just really enjoyed like the two of them like out there like trying to sneak out to the manhole cover. Okay, well they're sneaking out in the middle of an intersection. Herman's got a lantern. Grandpa's got a shovel, maybe. I don't know. And they're going out. And Herman's like, I haven't been down there in a hundred years. And Grandpa's like, oh, it hasn't changed. And Herman is sneaking down in the sewer. He's having a hard time. Like, lift up the lid, get a foot down. And so I can do it. I can do it. Which makes me think that Fred Gwynn was having difficulties mm, yeah. in his costume getting mm-hmm. into the manhole. 
So he starts getting down. He's struggling, lifts up the lid, clamps down, lifts, pulls the lid back up. Grandpa stomps on the lid. Herman puts his head up. You forgot your lantern. Gives him a lantern and goes back down. Don't come back till you find spot. <laughs> it's a grandpa's not going. Yeah. He's not going down with them. No, he just sent Herman down in the sewers. And then he runs off like very silly looking as well. Yes. This, by the way, wasn't there not a, was there not access to the sewer closer to their house? Like they're like knows? in downtown Mockingbird Heights. I don't know. All I know is this exchange took over a minute worth of camera time. <laughs> it was over a minute of sneaking out to the road, struggling yep. to get in the manhole, mm-hmm. and then Grandpa is scurrying off. Nothing that we didn't already know <laughs> took place. Well, I don't know why Grandpa scurries off like that. I don't understand why he even went out at all. Like, I guess just to hold the lantern and shovel for him. I guess. I don't know. I don't know why we had to see any of that because we yes. could have cut two from Woof Woof, cut two Herman tiptoeing yes. through the sewer, and we would have said, "Oh, Herman's in the sewer looking for," because it makes sense. But no, we mm-hmm. had to get that whole little scene of him well, trotting out. Yeah, we wouldn't have known that Grandpa went with him and helped him hold the <laughs> lantern because, like, how did he hold the lantern and open the manhole? That's pretty yeah, far fetched. Right. Ask me. So. I boy, if they would have done that. The people would have flamed him on the forums with a plot hole. Oh, the forums would be plot heated. hole. Herman has a lantern. How can you lift to open a manhole and have a lantern? I am mean, goofs galore. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I would assume they already had like a lantern down there. Grandpa sounds like he goes down there all the time. Yeah. Maybe. And it's a lantern, and it's not electrical. It's a, a gas-powered lantern. It's mm-hmm. a, a flame inside of it. Flashlights do exist. He could just bring a flashlight. Hmm. I don't think you want to go in the sewers with an open no, flame. No. I think that's dangerous, right? I would think so with all the mm-hmm. methane flammable. Herman's tiptoeing through the sewer. Here's spot, and then echoes. And it's a very it's a nice effect. Echo is post-production, clearly. Mm-hmm. And then, whoa, how do you like that? And that echoes. And Herman yodels, and then that echoes. And he laughs, and that echoes. He slaps a pipe, and rocks fall down. Darn, 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 reason. flaky old yeah. sewer. That doesn't <laughs> echo. Uh, Herman walks around the corner calling for spot. Spot echoes, more spot. And then we get a commercial break. Nothing happens in that scene either. Yeah, we have weird. Two consecutive scenes, about almost three minutes of camera screen time, and nothing really mm-hmm. happens. It does not feel like a good midpoint to the episode. Like It, it feels like. Because usually like, they mm. kind of like cut off as to like when a development happens or something, mm-hmm. it feels like. And this one, it's they cut it off. So I thought they were going to cut it when Herman like drops the rocks on his head after banging the wall. It's like, yeah. oh, well, at least they ended on a joke. But no, they keep going. And Herman walks around the corner going, spot, you know, and it's just like, then, then, then it cuts away. It's like, yeah, we saw that a second ago. We don't need to see that again. <laughs> exactly. Well, they don't ever seem to know how to stop at any appropriate time in this entire series. Yeah, yeah, that is true as well. It's par for the course. We had a new, well, no, we had old writers, new director. Director's mm-hmm. probably like, why do we have to do this again? Or maybe he's just like, art's easy. Oh, <laughs> it's simple as yeah. art's the best art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we come back from the commercial, and Lily and Marilyn are doing a light recap in the hallway. Yep. Herman's been out all night, no word, and everyone's worried, blah, blah, blah. Lily's going to talk to Grandpa. He's having breakfast in bed. I'm like, oh, he's eating a person. <laughs> yes, if he was just like chowing down on somebody, oh, I'd love that. Cut two, Grandpa laying on a slab, and there's a smoking platter floating above his stomach, which makes 
zero sense. I don't. So like, he's laying I'm, directly flat and eating food. Like mm-hmm. who does that? You don't do that when you eat breakfast in bed. You like sit up and eat it, right? Yeah. Like, and I get Grandpa's magical, and he's done magical things in the past. This one makes zero sense. Well, mm-hmm. I'm assuming he's the Invisible Man guy is there with the food. He's got the Invisible Man up there doing it. For yeah, him. Uh, oh, and and weird. also though, like, is this <laughs> the first got time... the Invisible Man in his bedroom at all times. But is this oh, the first yeah. time we? This is the first time we've seen Grandpa's room. Also, mm, I didn't Actually, know Grandpa had a room. I thought he slept in the attic. Yeah, yeah. well, we've seen him like hanging upside down in the kitchen yeah. that one time. Like, he's got that like knows? weird, like concrete <laughs> pillow. <laughs> well, know. we saw him. When he, what was that episode where the guy pinches him and he makes that squeaky noise? <laughs> yeah, he's hanging upside down like a bat. Yeah, yeah. Well, that he, was seems like, he seems yeah. to sleep anywhere he wants. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's like it's a, it's just a it's not only like a concrete slab, but there's a weird like concrete pillow as well. I mean, it, yeah. Oh, maybe it's good for your neck. I don't know. Sleep it on some cold marble, and there's a knock at mm. the door, and he says, mm. "Okay, take it away," and then the platter flies straight up into the sky. So that eliminates the Invisible Man theory, unless mm. the Invisible Man yeah. can fly. He's like, well, he maybe he's super tall. <laughs> <laughs> the Invisible Man just stands up straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's been kneeling the whole time. Yep. <laughs> My lord. <laughs> Lily comes in. She's still worried about Herman, just like the previous episode, or previous scene. Grandpa mm-hmm. walks over for no reason and opens mm-hmm. up the window and air wind blows in and he, and he coughs and he goes oh fresh air this is so stupid why did we need that why don't he closes oh. the window now they just don't have enough of an episode they're just no. filling the time so how long has herman been down there because it seems to me like they went in there in the middle of the night and uh-huh. now it's like yeah. breakfast in no, bed so it must be yeah. morning so he's been down there for hours i yes. assume yeah so they went in at like midnight one o'clock or whatever he said they they give a time of when he yeah. when he left them off there so and now it's eight nine in the morning yeah because grandpa's like what are you worried about again well he's like herman he's been oh no i put the lid on him at six and elm around midnight okay and i'll be home with spot before long lily's still worried he's in the sewer though if and the grandpa if any member of the family can't get along underground we're all in trouble nice fade to herman Still walking around and yelling for Spot. <laughs> Spot! He's been down there for nine hours. <laughs> walking around, yelling for Spot. That's reaches, dedication. I would have given up by that point. He reaches a crossroad in the sewer. There's multiple signs. To the left is to the beach. <laughs> to the right. I'm like, the beach. sewer just goes to the beach? <laughs> it just to runs right. off into the ocean. 14th Street cut off. And there's another one that says lower level B. Herman goes, hmm, 14th Street. Fade two. Three sewer workers, and they're doing the unthinkable. They're eating their lunch in the sewer. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's pretty gross. <laughs> I didn't they're think just about that at all either. Chop on apples, shit's, <laughs> shit and water's dripping from pipes around them. I'm just like, eh, we're just going to eat in our our abode the sewer uh i'm just like oh my god they're just eating in the sewer like they don't it doesn't matter to them there isn't like a there's nothing to cover them there's not nope. like a like a little eating shack or something like that there's not nope. like an office they're just out in the sewer eating lunch completely exposed to all the natural gases and oh lunch. and just yeah. the gross 
like, okay. <laughs> We've all used public toilets, <laughs> right? Yeah. And sometimes I, you, I use you, one today, you follow yeah. one and you walk in, you're like, oh, it's really warm in the stall. And you're like, Ugh. it has that smell that someone's yes. been there recently. Mm-hmm. That's what that is at all times. Oh. It's the sewer. And they're just eating it. You couldn't eat. I could not eat in that. I no. can't. I couldn't be in there for more than like five minutes. Yeah, but uh, Derek, nothing scares these guys. No, not even Infectious the idea. Disease from eating <laughs> food in the sewer. Human just, bodily fluids floating uh, by. Yeah, nope. Chomping on apples. Oh, the fruit is fresh. It's That's fresh. Why. Yeah, it, it's got that crisp crunch to keep this the stink away. I guess I don't know. Uh-huh. But they're talking about the creature. Yeah. Um, they think it's a hoax, like the mayor said. People trying to cash in on Medicare. I didn't get that joke. Nope. I've been I on guess. a job for 14 years, and I ain't never seen anything that would frighten me. And that <laughs> was his voice, too. Uh, and there goes like, me neither. And then in walks Herman, and the perspective is awesome. He yes. looks kind of amazing right here. Right? Yeah, he does. He does. Because it, he's like, it's almost like a towering sort of <laughs> point of view, right? And the light's flickering mm-hmm. on him. The one guy points at him and he's kind of speechless. He's like, Whoa, what's that? And there, dude looks up. The 14 year dude, I ain't never seen him there frighten me. He sees him. And then another dude turns around with an apple in his mouth. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they then we get the classic time filler of the high speed run. Yep. yep as they yep. run out the sewer up the ladder, they climb a ladder and then they're out in the street. And there happens to be another dude on a ladder changing the marquee of a theater. One dude runs up that ladder and hides on the marquee there. Do other two run down the street in opposite mm-hmm. directions? Yeah, yeah, the classic. Yeah, like the guy with I, the apple in his mouth totally like just like smashes the other dude trying to get over him too to get up the first <laughs> yeah. ladder. Oh yeah, they're climbing each, like, over each other to get out of the, up yeah. the ladder. Yeah, he face plants them right into the sewer bottom. Like <laughs> that's you know definitely some stuff there. Yes, and what's what I hate. I hate this gag because they do it a lot. And the audience, the canned audience, always loves it. Oh, yeah. Always. And mm-hmm. it happens to hear again. Mm-hmm. And then Herman, what's wrong with them? And he like rubs his face. Just because I didn't shave this morning doesn't mean they should be rude. Gosh. I do like Herman's like approach, like you said, though. Where he, like, he's got that goofy smile on his face. <laughs> and, like, walks yep. up, almost like Pennywise, like, you know. Yes. Like, yeah. He, know, he looks kind of evil. Yeah, it's menace. It's it's menacing enough, but because we know Herman, it's like him just a big dumb oaf. But like, if you saw that coming out of the shadows of the sewer, oh fuck, man, I'd yeah. run too. Yeah, especially yeah. as your brain was like melting down from eating like food that's got mm-hmm. germs all over it. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. eating shit apples, and uh, here comes Herman. Yeah, but Herman doesn't. He doesn't approach and say like, "Hey, fellas." He does. He just walks up calmly with a smile, leaning on a pipe, like. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is an odd approach by Herman as well, I got to say. So yeah. now we've had three sewer workers, city workers that saw Herman mm-hmm. and ran off. Right. And then we fade. They run off. We fade to the three workers at the mayor's office retelling the story, much like the episode where they were the gas workers. Yep. And they ran out of the sewer and ran off. And then we immediately faded to them retelling the story to the gas guy. Mm-hmm. But these three workers in the mayor's office were telling the story. We were eating our lunch when it stood up on its hind legs, held a torch, and charged us. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. 
great retelling, guys. Mm-hmm. Not a single thing that happened. He well, just walked up and waved. No, nah. sewer gas is probably sewer messing gas, with it a Yeah, bit. exactly. Mm-hmm. Mess with your mind. That's probably why they like it down there. You know, they like probably it. they just they're into it constantly. Mm-hmm. We all saw it, and all we was drinking was coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now the reporters want to quote the mayor as saying this. Herman may be the mate of the creature that was previously sighted. And I'm like, it was never, that was never said once. And the mayor's like, I wouldn't go that far. That's really funny. I like he looks at the other guy though first, uh, Mm. Ted, his, uh, you know, his official, you know, consultant guy. He looks at him first and like, "Hmm? okay, I wouldn't say that. Consultant reaches into his coat and pulls out a piece of paper. And that made the people laugh. Yep. And then, uh, the mayor reads the the people of the city are frightened and they demand mm-hmm. action. Mayor's assistant. Oh, that that's what the that's what the the uh, I'm sorry the reporters are like. Oh, the people of the city are frightened. They demand action. So then the mayor's assistant gives him the the paper and he reads. I have always been a man of action and I plan to instruct our department of public works. And I'm like, oh, to kill on sight. Yes, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Pretty, down a pretty, SWAT pretty team. much, yeah. To plant dynamite at strategic locations in our sewer system oh, and blast these so-called creatures out in the open. Blow up them? We're going to use explosives? Yes. Yeah. explosives. We're going to blow up our sewer system. <laughs> We're going to collapse the sewers. <laughs> yes. And thus the city. Yes. The people? Good idea. They seem satisfied. Mm-hmm. Fade two. Two old ladies at a bus stop reading the paper. Mayor to blast monsters. I'm like, man, that news is fast. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're talking and they're like, oh, the monsters and sewer talk. This is silly. I think the mayor's doing it just to distract from his record. And then Herman comes out of the sewer. So we're still in the timeline where Herman is in the sewer looking for spot. He's been mm-hmm. gone yes. for, it hasn't been a day yet. Right. Oh, nope. um, it feels like it's been, yeah, a very long time, maybe like 12, 14 hours. Yeah, 12, 14 he, hours. Uh, he's in the evening. Cause so the paper came out again. I don't even, so I don't pa- even paper, know. If paper it's... one comes out, says that it's there. So that night they go out and and Grandpa like opens up the thing, and gives them the. the I still think up. this is the morning paper, Keith, and I'll tell you why when we get there. Oh, okay. Because Herman comes out and he's like, "Excuse me, ladies, can you direct me to Mockingbird Lane?" And then they scream, and then for some reason a dump truck is passing at that time, and they jump <laughs> into it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like a theme so of that this happens. episode. You know, the, the people prefer trash and sewage to Herman. Yes. So that has just happened, right? So we've in scene, we'll call it scene one. The three workers are telling the mayor. Mayor says, I'm going to blow up the sewer system. Scene two, old ladies reading in the paper, mayor's going to blow up the sewers. Great. Mm-hmm. Scene three, Lily and grandpa. Lily's making a call and grandpa's reading the paper. Mm-hmm. Monsters spotted again scares shoppers. Mayor Vice right. with another vengeance. paper. It's <laughs> another paper that comes out between <laughs> them. Yeah, good, good point. Yeah, the, and so and Herman still isn't home by the time or this Herman's still not. Is this the next day? I is don't know. Another I day has passed. <laughs> Herman's been gone for like three days. <laughs> he's, he's just living in the sewers now. He's like pulling out fish or the crocodiles <laughs> and the eels or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That they talked about. Mm-hmm. Grandpa recaps that Herman is a monster and it's boom, boom time with dynamite. I, that's my mm-hmm. editorialism. Oh, I was like, I, you know what? 
I only watched like, this like an hour ago, and I still was like, oh, there, I'm sure he said boom, boom time. Yep, yeah, it sounds like something Grandpa would say, honestly. Yeah. So Lily is trying to call the mayor for mm-hmm. some reason. I don't know, because she was calling the mayor before she got this news of the mayor going boom, boom with the dynamite. Mm-hmm. But now she's it's really an emergency. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, no, a charge of dynamite just might damage my hermit. So she calls the mayor's assistant answers. Lily wants to talk to the mayor. He's not in. She explains that it's her husband and family pet that are in the, they're going to blow up. Dude's like, well, I can't do anything about it. The mayor's at 12th and main, and he's going to personally set off the first charge <laughs> at 1030. Wow. Then Lily thing, hangs the thing up. people will do to win an election. Like, yes. He's going to light the first stick of dynamite, throw it in there. And Lily hangs up. And that's when we get this next clip. Oh, dearie me. What's the matter, Lou? The mayor is planning to blow up Herman in about 10 minutes. Lose. <laughs> but we've got to hurry. Oh, dear. We've got to get there before Herman goes to pieces. Actually, that might be like one of the best like lines written, though, in the Munsters. Gotta get there before Herman goes to pieces. That they like blow him up. That's actually a good line. So we get this. We get that grandpa reading the paper. Lillian makes the call. Then they're like, it's 10 minutes. Ten th- it's currently 1020. Yeah. Holy fuck. So what do they do? Then from this moment, we get Lillian Grandpa high speed run out the yep. front door, down the sidewalk. They take a right out of the gate and mm. they go down the sidewalk. Then take a right into the alley. Then you hear a car door open and close. Then you hear a car start. And then you see the Munster Mobile come blasting out of the driveway, take a left, and drive up the street. Why did we need to see uh, that? Why did because, we need to see that? Well, we've never seen the Munsters in fast motion before, have we? No, but why do we need to see them run <laughs> to the car, get in the car, hear oh. them start the car, and drive mm-hmm. up? Couldn't we have just seen, oh, my God, that's 10 minutes, and then see the car driving off, cut yep. to the car driving? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. Well, yeah. We I mean, they, they had, every second in this episode, they needed something, yeah. They had 60% of an episode. They're just like, I don't know what to do. And they filled it with as much as can. Fade to 12th and Main. Police are dispersing the crowd. There's a loudspeaker. Evacuate the area. If you are a bystander, <laughs> like like citizens, run to your homes. Yes. You're going to be blowing up the sewers. This <laughs> is dangerous. Yes. Yeah, go to your homes. So I'm sure dangerous. it's all going to shoot out through your toilets <laughs> as well. The sewer. We've, now, we, we haven't really talked about it, but twice they mentioned that there are alligators and eels in the sewers, right? We've heard the stories of alligators and eels, but a monster? And then the, the, the three guys were like, alligators and eels, maybe, but not a monster. Right? So now yep. we have, can you imagine, the, like Keith just said, alligators and eels shooting out of people's toilets? <laughs> oh, they're all running for their lives. Yeah. yeah, climbing out of any sort of orifice they can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... Wait, the people or the <laughs> eels and alligators? <laughs> Everything, everything uh, is crawling through any hole that they can. Yeah, I tell you, if I an eel comes shooting out of my toilet, I am moving out and I'm never coming back. That that's too much. For me. <laughs> I'm just picturing the sewer, and they're just like eels everywhere. Oh, there's oh, so the, um, the the Georgia Aquarium, their eel display is like eels going through like like 
pipes and stuff like that. Oh, they love it. And, wow. and it and it looks uh, they are so creepy looking. Uh-huh. I would I mean yeah, I would prefer to be in the sewer if they came out of it. I think they just they are scary as hell. If I saw one like shoot up out of my toilet because the mayor <laughs> blew the place up, I would uh-huh. be like, oh. Well, there's different kinds of eels, right? There's the moray eels. Oh, there's ugh. the electric eels. Ugh. Then there's the eels. So I don't know if either of you have read the uh, Game of Thrones books, The Song of Ice and Fire. One of the big things that he does in those books he talks about food a lot and mm-hmm. one of the big foods he talks about is eel pie mm-hmm. and every time i read it I'm like oh god eel pie how can you eat those monsters right yes never those thought things are weird looking i would not want to eat one then a few years ago like when the pandemic was going on i went on a crazy uh, uh british bake-off binge right oh. and the old ones with mel and uh i can't remember what they're the two, the two old hosts back in the day when it was still Mary Berry, and they would do like interstitials every once in a while. And Mel was on location talking about some bakery in Britain that still made eel pies, and they caught oh. eels in the Thames River and made huh? pies out of them. They caught it in the river. Yes, they catch all these eels oh. all the time. I thought they were like an ocean animal. I guess maybe the, so. There's freshwater eels too. I guess I don't know. Oh, now I always pictured it like it's a pie crust with a bunch of eels coiled up. Oh, in it, but that's not true. Oh, that's, they like oh. they like treat they like process the eels right. They like skin them and chop mm-hmm, them up into mm-hmm. pieces and get the eel meat. Yeah. I just can't imagine it's good, but it was a delicacy in Great Britain for a long time because that's all they had access to was eels. That's all they could get their hands on was eels. Yes. You really don't know how disappointed I am that this one from you mentioning this being in like, um, you know, being Game of Thrones. And you're like, so during the pandemic, I started to get, I was like, oh my God, Derek decided. I thought you ate it. No, heavens no. I was so excited. Yeah. I was at the picket and I saw eels in the meat department. (laughs) I was like, "Mm." I mean, during the pandemic, people were like, oh, let's try this. Let's, you know, everyone had like some kind of like, (laughs) A crazy thing they want to get into, and and you were like, you're like eel pies, raisin, yes, just got your yeah, the pull out back full of eels just swimming around. He went, he blew up some sewers in Milwaukee and got uh, some eels out of there, and then made his own eel pie. Yeah, yeah, he could probably start with the the bathtub first, you know, just fill that up with some eels, of course, yeah, yeah. and then get the kids to get used to the eels. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta like you know wait, you know just. Get start slow, like okay, yeah. stay five feet apart from the eel. Don't get too close yet. <laughs> yeah. You know, got to get them adjusted just yet. Once you get to know that, I have to that I have to take my bath. Don't worry, <laughs> they won't bother you. Just just yeah, yeah one extra, side, extra yeah. bubbles. We'll once you're there. used to them, they're totally chill. Yeah. They're more scared of you than they are you of them. Yeah, right. But they're eels, and the word eel, funny word. It the fact funny. that it's a fish is crazy, and they're like prehistoric like water snake they, things they're, they look like dinosaurs yeah they're like, insane. They these big old teeth and stuff like yes. they look like monsters and yeah they can't does not look like something that would taste good at all but no i guarantee they don't taste good doesn't look like something good coming out of your toilet if the mayor blows up no. the city either uh, if you well, see that shit coming out no way don't they make like sushi like eel sauce is that actually made of eel probably probably out of eels yeah Okay, maybe but there's different kinds of eels. Not all of them are like the big yeah. gnarly tooth moray sure. eels. Yeah, my wife right. likes uh, like the uh, sushi rolls that have like the eel like okay. on them and stuff like that. 
Yeah. So Maybe there there's go. like a nice friendly eel. You're right, Derek. Like he's got like a clown wig on <laughs> and a big red nose. And it's like the strawberry beard. eel. It's like <laughs> sweet and delicate and tastes good. I can't imagine. <laughs> it's shaped so, like a strawberry. Just yep. <laughs> Is this an eel too? Oh. <laughs> well, they got the car and they sped off. We fade to 12th Main. Oh, yeah. There we are. Disperse. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Don't mm-hmm. we're, go to your homes where the eels will come out of your toilets shortly. Ugh. Be ready. Now. The mayor's sitting there by the manhole and a big bucket of dynamite comes over and they set it down. I'm like, one, they got a bucket of dynamite. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. insane. Maybe one at a time. You don't need to put them all in one bucket. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, they're going to throw a stick of dynamite. That's still highly explosive, mm-hmm. uh, but whatever. The mayor says, as the mayor, I feel is my duty to be crazy. Irres- he doesn't say this to be crazy. Irresponsible first. He's going to light. He, he wants to be the first person to light a stick of dynamite and throw it into the sewer. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea. You should it's get the experts to do that. It is crazy irresponsible, but he's going <laughs> to do it. Don't they, don't they have like a dynamite pump? You know, like old-timey westerns, they got the pump that explodes the dynamite. <laughs> you yeah, can be you like think. a safe distance away mm-hmm. from the dynamite. Don't the you plunger? S- yeah. Don't you set it somewhere specific at a very like targeted <laughs> point? You don't just chuck it down into the sewer system and just hope for the best. Unless if like the Western, you're going to light it up with your, into your cigar and just like throw it at somebody. <laughs> then, yes. That's true. That's true. I guess so, that's what he's kind of doing. He's just aiming at the monster, I guess. Yeah. We cut to Herman in the sewer. Oh, there's a light ahead. And it's the light from the manhole that the mayor is standing above, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yep. Cut to Grandpa and Lily racing in the car. Hurry, Grandpa. We only got four minutes left. And it was 6.55 left in the episode. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to do a real time. This is like the first version of 24. Yes. <laughs> I wanted I want to see a cut of this that's like very dramatic, like speed style. We're like they're racing to get their Hermans, you know, like blundering his way, like slowly approaching the dynamites falling in slow motion. Like But will we get this right? Because they're like, it's four minutes left, and there's cars. Oh, it's a red light. And then grandpa drives around all the cars through mm-hmm. the intersection into a parking lot, loops through the parking lot, back out Jeez. on the street, and then goes takes a left turn and goes down that road. Everybody's honking, and Grandpa goes, did you get your license from the mail order? Ugh. And he said it very mail order. Yeah. So his accent comes out quite a bit. Yes, it does. Like. Then we cut to the mayor and reporters. They want another picture before he drops the dynamite, so he poses with the dynamite. <laughs> cut to Herman in the sewer. Oh, goody, an open manhole. So in that time, it took him to walk the six feet over to the manhole. <laughs> At least I'll get some action, he says. Cut what does two. he mean by that? I don't know. He's going <laughs> to stick his dick up through there, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's a glory hole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a homewrecker, Herman. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he, like, he just sees a big hole and he's like, well, I know what I have to do. Uh-huh. Cut to Lily and Grandpa. They're racing. God. Watch out for a truck. And then this is so amazing. Did you guys hear the noise Grandpa made? No. Oh, he goes, blah! <laughs> <laughs> he I wrote it down because I had to go back to it. And then I took a picture of the face he made. I'm like, he, his eyes were squinting a lot while driving. Yes. But he makes an amazing face, and I and I took a picture. I'm like, well, this has to be our <laughs> episode art. Oh, I, mean, I, I, need, chat. I I almost want to go back just for that moment, but 
Yeah. Eh, we'll no, see. it's like the Lily. Lily. Oh. It's It's, it's a sound of fear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so there's like an old man in a truck, I I guess, right? And he's like pulling out. <laughs> That's great. And Grandpa takes like a hard left and blasts down an alley that says dead end, but he goes right through the wall and bricks go flying. The guy in the trunk, he faints and the crowd goes wild. I went wild. I'm like, why did, what the hell just, why did he pass out? (laughs) The canned audience is insane right now. They're laughing and hooting and hollering. They can't get over what's happening. Yeah. This is, why is this the funniest thing they've ever seen? I don't understand. I don't know. Then we cut to the mayor. Stand back while I light this dynamite bundle and toss it straight down below us. He's literally lighting like seven sticks of dynamite (laughs) and he's going to drop it into a hole that's maybe 10 feet deep directly below. Uh Like one stick of dynamite is a huge explosion. Yes. This is like seven sticks of nitroglycerin. He's dropping. What's his plan? Is he just going to scamper off as soon as he drops it? Like, I I don't. Yes, that seems to be what the plan was to just take off and run. It's not like a firework that you just put down light and run yeah, off. It is not an M80. It no. is not like a bottle rocket. It is a bunch of dynamite. He lights it, and then Grandpa and Lily pull up. They're like, hold up, stop. Mayor lights the no. fuse, tosses the dynamite down. Grandpa comes running up. Cut to Herman. He <laughs> sees the dynamite. Huh, must be some litter bug. I'll just toss it right back up there to him. <laughs> Herman throws like it yeah. Up out of the sewer, and there's a huge explosion. Mm -hmm. And he just killed everyone. You'd think. But (laughs) cut to the mayor and grandpa. They're standing there covered in soot. Grandpa's Mm -hmm. collar is all messed up. The mayor's like, what was it you Mm -hmm. wanted to say? (laughs) Nah, forget about it. Grandpa walks back to the car. (laughs) Fade to breakfast. Grandpa with his arm in a sling. Mm -hmm. Herman. With an eye patch. Spot's mm-hmm. tail. Marilyn Eddie eating breakfast. Lily pouring coffee. Herman thought, with a slight recap. I thought Herman had a black eye at first. I thought that was just like a big old. <laughs> no, he's got, he's got an eye patch. And he's got like a band-aid or like a scar or something like on, thing on the other side. Yeah. Herman does a slight recap. And then there was this terrible explosion. I woke up in the gutter three blocks away and Spot was licking my face. We took hmm. a taxi cab home. Uh, and then I made Spot give him back, give it back to the driver when he got. Ah, uh, nice. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys noticed, but Spot was purring the entire time. No, I did not notice yeah. that. Hmm. Uh, he's cat-like. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Grandpa he's, calls it a catastrophe. He's very happy to be back in the house. Yeah, he is. It, Grandpa hasn't seen anything this bad since. You think Dad's bad? I haven't even seen anything like <laughs> this since Pompeii. Great. Mm-hmm. Spot I mean, roars. Pompeii, Pompeii references does the guy have another one? Yeah, mm-hmm. the guy was around in 1780 or whatever that volcano <laughs> erupted. <laughs> yep, yep. It's uh, well, how could you forget something like that? I guess, yeah, you know? exactly. Spot roars and he thinks he wants to go out. Lily comes with Spot's leash, don't let him get loose. Blah blah blah. Spot leaves and starts dragging the table with him. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think that controlling the spot is a little bit difficult because either they grab the table and they brought it back to where it's supposed to. Important thing is we're all back together as a happy, normal family, which got a laugh, 
Mm-hmm. Herman's only concern now is who to vote for in the election. Uh, like, oh, thank God we're back to this. I forgot about. So th- we got this far of the plot. I totally forgot this whole voting conundrum thing. And then yes. it comes back and it's like, really? Like, mm-hmm. this is like such a side. This, is, this is the true a plot of the story. The election. Mm-hmm. Herman leans over, asks Grandpa how the machine's coming. He's like, oh, I just scrounge for a few parts, but it'll be all ready for tomorrow. <laughs> Cut two. A police car pulling up in front of the Musters house. I'm like, oh, they know about the election scam. They're getting busted. Yes, take him to jail. Yeah. And the okay, so this car pulls up, and two cops get out, and the mayor's assistant gets out. Then they walk all the way around the car and they open the door so the mayor can get out. The mayor's got a busted up leg and some uh, gets uh, some crutches, and then he starts hobbling up the sidewalk. Yep. I'm like, we have to oh. see all of this. We have to see this interaction. All you have to do is you could literally cut this out and just have the mayor at the door. Yeah. You yeah. don't need all the, we don't need to see the mayor arrive at the house. Doorbell rings. They come yes. out. Yeah. He's exactly. at the house. We know he got there. I don't need to know how he could have rode. He could have been piggyback road the entire way there for all I care. Well, but then you ask the question like, okay, so we know he got wounded in this. Did he drive himself? Because <laughs> we know that if he's going to cast, it's going to be pretty hard to drive. Yeah. So how did he get there? And who opened the door for him? Because mayors, you know, they're high class. He's not going to do it himself. That's so. true. These are all assistant? plot holes that would have never been resolved. Oh, the forums would have been nuts about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're at the door and they're like, well, why are we here, mayor? What's obvious? These mon- This is so fucking <sighs> stupid. The monsters are clearly behind the hoax, right? And they're working for the for his opponent. These are the kind of people I want on my side. It's clearly not a hoax. It's not you've, a hoax, though. Yeah, goddamn. You've seen a monster in the sewers. I mean, he well, no, they, but I mean, they they saw her. Have they no seen, seen Herman? That. They oh, haven't seen right. Herman or um, you know, or uh, Spot at all yet. You're right. It all rides because yeah, that's true. Because that that's the big three blocks finale. away. They haven't realized who Herman is yet. These yeah. monsters keep coming to me. They're clearly part of the opposition. I want them on my side. Marilyn answers the door. Marilyn's like, oh, good to see you, Mayor. Why don't you come in? My aunt and uncle are right here. They just finished breakfast. They go in. The door closes. Then we get some more high-speed action as the two cops, the mayor and the mayor's assistant, come blasting out the front door. They get in the car and drive up. Not the mayor, though. He's running on his broken foot, <laughs> and he's running faster than the car, and he mm-hmm. outruns the car down the street in the cast. We have seen this before in a certain, a different way. Was it? Yes, we've seen this a thousand times. Mm -hmm. I still liked it though, because he had the cast on. He still did it. Yeah. Herman's at the front door. I knew all along that mayor was a shifty character. He couldn't stand there and look me in the eye. Great. (laughs) Then we get our final commercial. Okay, I gotta say, huh? They he says that line, and I'm like, wow, they actually kind of ended this episode on a good note. No. Yeah, didn't because we have a final commercial break still. I well, I wasn't anticipating that this was like that there was still more coming. I'm like, oh man, they landed the they landed the plane. The, no. the it look in my eye, I think it was was great. But no, great. they couldn't oh, do it. Oh, ten out of ten. Yeah, it would have been until until this. Yeah. I I forgot too, Keith. I was like, oh, that's a good yeah. finale, I guess. I mean, it was like a guy who like perfectly jumped over like 17 barrels on, on some speed skates <laughs> and landed no one, it perfectly. No one perfectly mm-hmm. jumps over 17 barrels. Yeah. So How do we, you imperfectly jump over it? Well, I, there's always got to be a little flaw somewhere. You're right. You know, nothing's ever 10 out of 10. It's always yeah. a 9 or at best. Yeah. 9.9. No one's ever perfect. Speak That's yourself. my philosophy. 
We come back from the final commercial break. Now be ready <sighs> because at any moment we can get credits. And it's yep. usually at the funniest moment. Possible. Yes. And I, let me tell you, I needed it this episode. I needed something real good to, to refresh myself because this whole episode has been mm, not quite filled with the jokes I expected. Yes. So Herman and Grandpa are there in the dungeon. The vote rigging machine is ready to go and we'll go get those bums out of office. And Herman's <laughs> so excited. Oh, goody, oh, goody, oh, goody, voter fraud. Herman, however, <laughs> wants one more explanation of how the wait a minute, how does this work again? Hmm. The machine is magically connected by radar okay. to every voting machine in the city. Okay. When Herman goes in and pulls the lever to vote, every machine in the city votes as well. So clearly, whoever wrote this episode knew what some words were, but not what <laughs> they meant. Mostly, I'm going to say magically and radar. Those are the two words they didn't understand what either of no. them meant. Because everyone knows if you say magically, the next word is delicious. He could have yes. just said magically connected to all. He did not need to add the radar part. No, it did not need the sense. radar part. It would have made a lot more sense if yes. he had just left the radar part Because he cannot connect via radar. It doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> um, so, Grandpa, you're such a force for good, this community. And Grandpa kind of shrugs. He's a force looks, for good. He's like, ugh, Grandpa does not agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. He's a Herman, vigilante over here trying to get his own not hashtag not my mayor's basically. <laughs> yeah, so Herman goes in and it's like this big there's like a shower curtain around it, but it's open. And there's a big mm-hmm. board with buttons on it. So Herman's like, My mother told me to pick this one. And he chooses one and presses it. So he's grab- just he's picking his his choice for mayor randomly. Yes. He's yes. just doing it by random. He doesn't even care. He's got and no if skin Those in are the game. all the mayoral select options. There's like 50 of them. Yes. <laughs> Grandpa's like, no, just pull that lever. So he pulls the lever. The curtain that's in front of him closes. And then there's a hanging light overhead. And then it starts pouring water out like a shower. Mm-hmm. And the audience loses it again. The audience <sighs> is so into this. <laughs> I don't it's, understand this at all. No. no. I thought the shower curtain thing closing like he was going to go. Because even though it's in his basement, you still want that privacy while you make your vote. Mm-hmm. Yes, like that's what it reminded me of. But like then the shower thing comes down and just. Uh, Herman opens the curtain and he's drenched and water keeps pouring out. He spits out water like triple H's it. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Grandpa, "Don't just stand there. Hand me the soap." Oh. Credits. Now, wow, man, I really, I really thought that he was going to press the button. Pull the thing so it worked, and then Grandpa was going to be. So, who exactly did you vote for? And they're going to look, and it was going to be the actual mayor. Oh, because he did it randomly, yeah, yeah. And so he ended up actually just voting and like adding extra votes in for the mayor everywhere because he wasn't paying attention to how he was actually doing it. I thought that's where they were going to go with it, and but then again, I should have thought them to be that smart. Yeah, you thought way too hard about that one, Keith. <laughs> because I thought similar in a way i'm like oh maybe they decided to go for the mayor because of his blowing up policy i have no idea they like that yeah they might like that i don't know (sighs) no they don't instead it turns into a shower for some reason i guess because it happens to have a shower curtain that's about it yeah i think that's why and why is water coming out of a light i mean it doesn't make any sense see now maybe it's because like the dynamite messed the sewer system up so bad that water's just like pouring out of everything well grandpa know. says he grabbed some parts from other part from other things in the house so maybe he grabbed a shower yeah. 
curtain and he grabbed the you know the shower a, head yeah, yeah. I guess Plumbing maybe pipes yeah that would Logic. suggest forethought and planning <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we made it we made it through season two episode 13 underground monster oh my what'd you guys think i actually enjoyed this episode until they went back to the the voter fraud segment for the end like oh like when they got like if they stop at man that mayor came and looked me in the eye and he's got the eye patch on i i was like mm-hmm. oh they they hit it I and they bet. and they did it uh i like i like everything that involves spot anytime they put him in this uh in the episodes also when they're not just in the house oh mm-hmm. that's true mm-hmm. yeah i also thought maybe they had access to the sewers from their house because how does Spot get there all the time? Just walking out the door? I mean, he doesn't I, fit in the manhole. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Yeah. So, and and while there are some like weird things, also, like the mayor just thinking that the best idea is just blow up half the sewer system to take this out. You know, to take out these monsters. Mm-hmm. Um. I, overall, I, I kind of enjoyed this episode, but then like they, and I was like, oh, they just mentioned the voter fraud thing up front as a setup for like their like you know bumping heads with the mayor throughout the whole thing and though instead they go back to it again at the end just to ruin the episode mm-hmm. yeah I, I did not like this one that much i thought it mm. was i don't know like I guess looking for spot in the sewers is a good idea and i guess if you wanted to do this weird like mayor political like thriller espionage <laughs> i don't know <laughs> voting thing that might have been kind of fun to like See, maybe Herman runs for mayor or something. That might have been a good episode. Um, oh, yes. What, yeah, instead of just committing voter fraud, why don't you run against the man? Mm-hmm. That seems like more, honestly, of a Herman Munster thing to do. Um, I don't think he'd like willingly break the law like that. But hey, I don't know. People surprise you. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought this was pretty bad. I th- it just wasn't that funny. There were like a few standout moments just because of how weird they were, like Herman's head squishing and being blatantly somebody different. Yeah. And uh <laughs> There's just other stuff around that was okay, uh, but yeah, no, this was definitely deserves a slower rating crying, on IMDb. Crying wolf, 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 wolf. Oh, that's disturbing. I um, that's like it's like a one out of ten for how that's gonna haunt my dreams seeing that thing. I did not like this episode at all. No, I didn't uh, think you would. Like in the least, there was, yeah. Um, it started off promising with the chaos in the dungeon, and then it just that was where it left off. Oh, yeah, that was funny um, at first. Yep. I can't think of a single thing that made me laugh. Um, maybe Wolf Wolf crying was crazy. Okay. I laughed at how terribly terrible the head getting squished was mm-hmm. and the Wolf Wolf crying mm-hmm. and then Grandpa's Blah! like <laughs> those things made me laugh, but I don't think they were intentionally funny. I think they were uh, accidentally yeah. funny. Do you think they uh, actually squished a man's head for that? that I hope head? they did, and I hope they sued. That's why the monsters. Had to, <laughs> That's why the monsters had to stop after season two. I thought yeah. maybe maybe it was that bust that they've been, you know, making the last few weeks. That, yeah, maybe they just put that <laughs> on top of something else, uh, on top of a mannequin, and then squished it. Yeah, that would been awesome, but they didn't do that. They didn't do anything cool like that. This episode was was low grade, low grade mm-hmm. for me. I had a hard time getting through it. I had a hard mm-hmm. time talking about it. Yet here we are, but we know how. Yet it took us a long time to talk about it. It did. We talked a long time about that episode, Mm. and we know what we thought. What did the internet say? 
Well, yes. on October 18th of 2018, Jimmy underscore the yeah. underscore gent four had this to say Spot runs away. Mm-hmm. Spot takes refuge in the sewers and Herman goes after him. A pretty good episode. It begins with Grandpa, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the mayor tries to dynamite them, blah, blah, blah. Grandpa tries to save them in another funny fast motion scene. Four out of four it. found it helpful. He likes the fast mm-hmm. motion. There's fans, I guess. It is one, funny sometimes. One is a scene of some workmen, one played by Robert Mitchum's brother, John, who run Wait, away what? at the sight of Herman. There you go. <laughs> Robert Mitchum's brother, John. Wow. John Mitchum played uh, probably the I ain't been scared in 14 years. <laughs> yep. Dang, I should have talked about him. Hmm. No. Sounds like he's a big deal. No. Um, that's it. That's all there was on the internet. Jimmy underscore the underscore gent four still has not left a score. Like a, the coward that he is. Uh, <laughs> I'm calling him out. out. I'm hoping yeah. somebody hears it and be like, hey, mm-hmm. Jimmy, they're talking about you on some podcast. Lord, yep. I have been scared in 14 years of a podcast. <laughs> it's actually that guy. That'd be amazing. Right. That's John why he Mitchell. pointed out the one guy. Yeah, John yeah. Mitchum. He's like, hey, one played by Robert Mitchum's brother, me, John, John yeah. Mitchum. <laughs> it's it's Tibbles' son. <laughs> From the Stone Coyotes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Is Jimmy the Gent four? Yep. Yeah. Wow. I hope so. I believe it. All right, Stone Coyotes. J- J- Jimmy Tibbles. You know it. Come on, come on and defend yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's how this works. Yes. <laughs> Debate me. <laughs> um uh, tell me the tell me yeah. it's not true, huh? Yeah. Tell me it's not. Yeah. Ch- change my mind. Yeah. Debate <laughs> me, you coward. Got any proof um, you didn't post this? <laughs> I don't think so. So we did it. We made it through this episode. Yeah. Um, was it good? Not particularly. Uh, but what in this episode will say make us say, all right. I'm just, not just because I'm contractually obligated, but what's gonna make me come back for season two, episode 14? Um, I uh I wanna see like uh the the cat kitty get himself like a Oh, we you, get, want a, get a, you want a storyline for Kitty? Running yeah, away? yeah. Oh. Uh, we're going down that giant mouse hole from oh know, yeah. season one. Like, let's go back to that a little bit or something. But like, that's yeah. kind of what I would like to see. It's hard to pick for this one, honestly. Uh, Is it really? I guess I would be excited about more high explosives being thrown around. You oh, know, I love explosives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's solve more of our problems in the monsters with a little bit of like a few sticks of dynamite just being thrown down a tunnel. That's what I want. Okay, sure. So, Kitty going into a tunnel, explosives going into a tunnel. I, you know, we saw Woof Woof cry this episode. Mm-hmm. I want to see other things cry. <laughs> oh, the bird? The bird? Oh, sure. Yeah. Kitty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spot? Uh, oh, any of the monsters? All uh, t- I want to see a lot more tears in this show, yeah. Yeah. No one is emotionally grounded. They're all very bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want one of them. This is the first time Eddie was actually really upset about something, and he yep. looked upset. I need more upset monsters. I want to go on the downstairs and see Grandpa just mm-hmm. sobbing in the corner. Like, what have I done? Grandpa, what's wrong with you? It's our frog laying there. <laughs> just laying up, yeah, upside down. It's the prince. The prince is dead. Yeah. yeah. I killed him. <laughs> I can't tell anyone. Yeah, I'd watch that. That's a great episode. <laughs> Grandpa, the murderer? Question mark. 
I'll tell you one thing I'm I'm hoping that they don't go back to is um more plot lines that tie into modern day issues. Uh well, I don't think when they did it they imagined that in the year of whatever this is that we're in right now. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I don't I don't imagine I but I know like on some of the shows that I did over on the other the cartoon show, like there's a couple times that like something happened where I was like, Oh, well, that's very similar to today, and I and I don't like when that happens. Oh, yeah, like it's ahead of its time. The monsters. This is like an escape for me. I'm like timeless. Yeah. Well, then this is a terrible escape, also. Um, but yeah, escape to another trap, basically. Um, but yeah, that's like that. I I hope we don't run into some weird things like this again. I was just like, oh my god, voter fraud. What? <laughs> Yeah, they're happy about it. Yeah. Boy, what are you going to do to the episode when we find out that the mantras go to a pizza parlor and there's a secret underground tunnel that's used oh. to funnel children all throughout the country <laughs> so politicians <laughs> and celebrities can eat their adrenal uh, oh, the hands. Oh, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm. Stay young. Yeah. Yes. Well, Wolf Wolf will probably cry during that one. <laughs> oh, Wolf Wolf will cry, cry during that episode. It'll, That'll be the one we stop uh, watching. That'll be a PSA. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, well we did it. Do we have anything to plug? <laughs> uh, no, no. No. Don't watch this one. That's all I have to plug. Yeah, please. If you've got made this far, please skip this episode of the Monsters <laughs> Rewatch. Watch it twice, you... everybody. Watch it twice. Wow. He's no. all in on this one. Um, watch this episode. If you ever. do watch it, leave a review on IMDb and put your gosh, Oh, yeah, put a score there. Rating. So yeah. when we come oh, around for yes. the time loop, it'll be there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we need that. Do it for yeah. us. Well, we should probably end this episode the way we end every episode then, right? Is there life on Mars? For centuries, we have wondered. Now, for the first time, through the new photographic miracle of Cinemagic, you will see the wonders of this strange and terrifying world when you see the angry red planet. Check that face on the planet. That's really Join this daring crew, the first in the scientific race between nations to attempt to land on Mars. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vickroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullen. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.